The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. And away we go on a Monday. We go for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book yes. being presented by the Betbreak Sportsbook. We will be joined by our boy Stucky in about 45 minutes. We'll break down tonight's national championship game, Georgia TCU, big football weekend. Mr. Sheriff Penn, clean shaven. How are you, sir? I am clean shaven. I had enough of that beard. I tried to last as long as I could. And then little Consig said to me yesterday, Daddy, it's the new year. You said you were going to shave your beard at New Year's. Uh-huh. And she said, basically, you look like shit. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I got to trim it. Gone. That's it. Done. So get that out of the way. And then when the eight-year-old hits you with that, it was pretty simple. Yeah. So. They give you that reality check. of yeah. Oh, okay. I understand. The kids that. know. The kids know. <laughs> they know everything. So you got to, most of the time, they're they're right. You got to listen. So, yeah, mm. clean shaving. We got a lot of football in over the weekend. Mm. Got guys like Stucky, who's here for the, you know, he comes in for the national championship. He comes to Vegas. Right. To do the last, usually this weekend is the first weekend of the playoffs for the NFL. Right. And then national championship weekend. Right. So he's done this now for years. And there was a lot of people in the books. Um, I don't know if they were here for that, but uh it's it, it gives us something to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good carryover to a Monday night because, yeah. you know, now we have a Monday night primetime standalone football game. So we've got that to get into. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. where do you put the buzz level for this game? Ten being the best, biggest buzz game ever. One being nothing. Where are you on the buzz for TC? Below five. Right. I mean, it's it is right. Like it's between probably three and a four for me. Where? What about you? Yeah, it's a four. I mean, it's yeah, it's it Snoozeville. I mean, look, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I was tweeting about this this morning. There's people that I know who are really sharp and really smart that have models that have this game as an 18 to 20 point difference at the end. That it's, this game is not going to be close if if Georgia plays the way they're capable of and just plays an average football game. This game's not going to be close. It's funny because, you know, the show will be on on the replay on SportsGrid after the fact. And it'll be interesting to see even what. I don't know how much there's going to be leading up to today. As far as like that hype, like I'm excited to watch it. I might not be excited by halftime. Mm-mm. You know, like it's it's just I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm worried that it's. Is it TCU lose and cover enough to keep you interested? Or does TCU have to win the game because otherwise it's a Georgia blowout? No, I think if it's a game, I'll be happy. Like if we're watching something tonight at, you know, 
nine o'clock Pacific time around midnight or whatever, or eight, eight 30 Pacific time, you know, 11 30, we're watching the final possessions and we're wondering, could there be a TCU win some way, somehow there's a one score that's game. A win. The, yeah. That's a, win. that's a huge win. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think the first half is going to be very close. I, I think TCU has run all the way through up to the point where they're running into one of the teams. And Michigan wasn't one of the teams. Ohio State is a team, a really good team. And yeah. yes, Georgia's fortunate to be here because they could have lost that game easily. Yes. Right. Georgia's given up big points the last two weeks, last two games, rather. You know, 30 points to LSU. You have a ton of points to Ohio State. Last three games for Georgia have gone over. Their defense in the back end, not that great. Can Max Duggan throw the football tonight? They had a couple of real big plays, TCU wide receivers who might be able to keep up. But it just feels like the physicality of Georgia. They've been less than a favorite of two touchdowns just two times this entire season. They're one in one in those games against the spread, two and zero straight up. Boys in the chat are all here. Everybody's uh, like looking toward what tonight. I, I I'm I'm interested to see what the. The thinking is, um, well, the number went from 13 and a half down to 12 and a half. It's back up to 13 and a half. Yeah. The total is 62 and a half. So the total has come down. A lot of money came in from the public on the over because of what George has done the last three games. Professionals, I think are saying that TCU is not scoring tonight and it's like a 40 right. to 10 final. That's, I mean, <clears throat> 40 to 20 gets you under that number. Yeah. You know, the team totals 38 and a half for Georgia and 24 and a half for um, TCU. I don't know how TCU gets over that number. I mm. really don't. I, I mean, unless they play a shootout game like they did against Michigan, but I don't think that's the way the game plays out. Well, TCU um, had two pick six touchdowns in the game against Michigan. I mean, right. It's not happening. Right. It's not happening. So it's just. Like they're lucky to be, we're talking about, you know, George is lucky to be here. TCU is extremely fortunate to be here. I mean, JJ McCarthy gave them 14 points and they still had to fight at the end to win the game. So like, that's the problem. When I look at where TCU is matching up against Georgia, it's like, okay, I don't think Stenson Benton's going to, Stenson Benton's going to throw the ball a ton tonight. I don't think he needs to. It's going to be the run game. It's going to be Bauer. It's going to be the tight ends. It's going to be the big power backs of Georgia just being more physical. And this 3-3-5 defense that everyone's hyping up and saying, yeah. you know, this is a very unique defense in the Big 12. Mm. The SEC eats this thing for breakfast. Right? That's like, the problem. Like, That's, they, they love that, this shit. Oh, you're playing three down linemen. Okay, here's our five offensive linemen who are all going to play in the NFL. Have at it. Right. That's That's what the, I'm worried about. Worried about two things. One for TCU. Are they going to slow them down running the ball at all? And if they do, are they even going to get close to Bennett and and pressure him? Because the only way I think they have a shot to win is if they force him to have a bad game or make mistakes. There's the only way. There's no other way. Every other matchup favors Georgia. Everything you've seen favors Georgia. Now the fact with the line movement is this. And I don't want to, I'm not jumping ahead, but there's a lot of people with futures on Georgia, mm-hmm. like plus 250, plus $3 from back in August. 
They've been sitting on that money, waiting, 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 just hoping they get to the to the final four, which they did. You know, some people that laid 135, 140 when the four mm-hmm. teams were announced and they saw their matchups. Bags of money. They've been playing on Georgia to win it all. They took the points, plus 13 and a half, plus 13. You know, now they have a middle tonight. That's an absolute dream. You just one game, big game. You got a 13-point middle before it starts. It's a it, you know, and it's because it's the one game and it's the last game, the limits are high. So if you have, you know, 10 dimes at three to one that you played in August on Georgia to win it all, you win 30,000. You can walk into a book and take TCU for 30,000 off the street because it's a game. If it was mid-October against Iowa State, you got to work to get 30,000 on a side. So that's where the line movement's coming from. Um, I, I'm with you. I hope it's a good game. Otherwise, I mean, I'll be watching the Nuggets and the Lakers today, <laughs> right? Well, TCU was as high as plus 2,000 to win it all. So you're talking about the money being down on Georgia from August. Do, but do, do the books want Georgia to win tonight, given the number of tickets? Maybe not that many tickets, but just oh, the yeah. overall plus 2,000. They want Georgia to win tonight? Oh, yeah. When the favorite wins in it, um, when one of the odds on favorite wins the futures, it's always good. It's, okay. I mean, the, the price was never high. So your exposure to Georgia at this point, if you're a book and you're not winning to Georgia tonight, if they win at all, you've done it all wrong. Okay. You should definitely be winning money, significant money. I had an old, old, old school bookmaker who I got to spend some time with. He was like consulting with us, Richie B, mm. um, Richie Bocelleri, who I saw again over the weekend. Oh, he nice. came in and you know, was looking at us at the risk room when he saw the exposure and he goes, wow. He goes, you guys did a good job with this. You know, you're, you're, you're working way ahead. And Tony said, yeah, yeah, yep. You know, we, we, we're keeping an eye on it. And he goes, well, I don't call that breathing room. I call that cushion. Cause if you win 800,000 on Georgia or you win 350,000 on TCU. You can book the game however you want. Right. You can need whatever side you want. So, yeah, I think, should, I mean, I would be surprised if a book didn't want Georgia to win tonight. I would be shocked. Should this line be higher? Is the reason why it's not 14, 15, 17 because of the scenario that you're talking about that people have already laid heavy money on Georgia and thus they're taking the plus points on TCU suppressing the line. You know, you know what they're going to bet. You just have to find the number. The 14 that like a place like uh like Circa put out 14, the first number, mm-hmm. the initial bet is that. You know you could go back there at any point. Okay. So you don't have to go past there. Now, we're waiting to see today. I can't wait to see Midday today, our time, where the first book is going to go. Because FanDuel right now is what, 13 and a half? Yep. Everywhere else is 13. Uh, Let me click refresh before I hit make sure. Yeah, solid 13. Circa went back to 13 and a half. Mm. Okay. 
And Fandle so is at 13 and a half. So Circa and Fandle are at yeah. 13 and a half. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Betfred's at 13. Most yeah. books here I'm looking at are at 13. Right. So we'll see. They're, they're, um, the total, though, is now Betfred's back up to 63. So what are you seeing? That this is, it was 64 and a half. Came all the way down to 62 and a half. Now we're back to 63 and climbing. Yeah. yeah. Westgate just went to 64. Oof, 64. 64. So we're back close to the opening and number. Half. Yeah. I mean, and, okay. and listen, the opening number was good. I, I, I mean, first thought is the game goes over for me. It's just like the me playoff too. games. I agree. I thought, I thought I saw both playoff games. I said over. Just that's the way the game is now. Well, it's also the way the game is refereed. Correct. So they no question. I mean, this they they know folks folks want points. So it is refereed <laughs> for points. <laughs> so I mean, if you look at where TCU has been this year from a total perspective, they're eight and six to the over. They are five and one at home to the over, but three and three and five to the over on the road. But Georgia is actually an under team this year, except for the last five games where they're four and one to the over over the last five games. And that's largely due to their defense, not playing well. I mean, listen, they, they gave this. Up. this is crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I got a graphic right here on my TV that I had on pause. First 12 games for Georgia's defense this season. Points per game was 11.3. Okay. Yeah. Last two games, it's 35.5. 41 <laughs> and 30 points given up. Yep. Third, first 12 games, yards per game is 271. 271 yards per game. Not many yards, Nothing. right? Last two games, it's 508. <laughs> okay. Now, granted, last game was insane. Yards per play, which is a really good indicator for a lot of people that like to do this or partake in wagering and stuff. They like to look at yards per play. Mm -hmm. First 12 games, 4.5 yards per play for Georgia's defense. Last two games, 7.4 yards per play. Almost double. And to kind of reiterate and push this point even more, there's been two double-digit favorites in the college football playoff era. Both teams have lost outright. Mm. <laughs> TCU averages 6.5 yards per play. That's 13th best in the country. So if we're okay. seeing Georgia giving up seven yards, TCU is going to score tonight. Now, how many points do they score tonight? That's a question, but they're going to put points up on the board. I mean, they, they average this year, 8.4 yards per pass play. Mm. They average, you know, their running game is not outstanding, but it's, well, actually it's pretty good. 5.4 is 10th best in the country. Hard to run on Georgia, obviously still a top five defense yes. in terms of rushing yards per game. Number one uh, in terms of rushing yards, given up per game, just 84 and a half yards given up per game on the ground by Georgia. But like you mentioned, both LSU and Ohio state, both had success through the air and on the ground. So, I mean, if you're a TCU fan, I think your path to victory is what over, right? Shootout has to be right. What are they going to do? Shut them down and win 24, 21. Hell no. Yeah. Not I don't they play. So. Not I, the way I, they play. I mean, you're right. It just, I don't think that that's the matchup. Georgia's going to have success offensively. Mm -hmm. No matter what TCU does, Georgia is going to, have, unless they get in the red zone and don't convert touchdowns into, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, they hold them to field goals. 
Georgia's going to move too. the ball. Turnovers too. And we saw yeah. that was the difference between yeah. Michigan and TCU. And so Bennett's going to have to do a JJ McCarthy. He's going to have to throw the ball into bad spots, make bad decisions. And TCU is going to have to capitalize on all the, all those decisions. I, look, I'm betting Georgia simply because, and I was over two in the playoffs. So I thought both favorites would have it easy. They did not. So, I mean, if you're a TCU fan, you're happy that I'm on the Georgia side tonight. You guys probably will have you know, a chance to win this game potentially tonight, given that I think Georgia's going to run them over. But from a, just a viewership standpoint and a football fan perspective, a blowout in a championship game is so anticlimactic. Oh. I, I mean, I grew up, you remember this. I mean, when I was a kid, every Super Bowl was a blowout. Everyone. It's never fun. It was always 52-14, 40 to 10. It was just like it was like you know, the Niners would just destroy the AFC representative. And then, you know, then the Broncos did it and they were killing the, the, the NFC. And, you know, it, it sucked. Just, it was yeah, it was, it was no awful. Good. And we've yeah. had a really good run over the last couple of years of really good championship games, right. and really fun championship games. So I hope it's a good game. I hope PCU is right there at the end. I still think Georgia wins the game. What but, do you think you know, of this? Jimmy Jack with four Ks. Jack, Jack, Jack just came in and said each team to score in every quarter is plus 280 on FanDuel. Is that worth field goals count, right? So just score, period. Each team to score. Yeah. I mean, you got to check the house rules. That's right. a good question because that's not score a touchdown. That would be higher if every team, if both teams to score a touchdown in every How quarter, about safeties? Be better higher than plus 280. I think all you need is points on the, on the, uh, is that the cat? What's he doing? Oh, God. Sorry. That's right. Is cap the, just the, came the cat? from outside. Getting uh, the cat out of here. <laughs> Over the door, let the cat out. You can sit there and cry the entire time. Sorry, continue. continue. Yes, both teams to score. Both teams to score, I think, means just points. So when you look at the line score in all four quarters, there's no zeros. They both right. have to score. I buy that. That's Field not bad. Goal, touchdowns, uh, safety doesn't matter. Nearly three to one plus 280. Yeah, not bad. Good flyer bet. I mean, good to give yourself some, like, this is what it is. It's the last college game of the year. These are the fun things to bet. This is why everybody bet, bets props in the Super Bowl, right? You know, right. They bet the field goal prop and they yeah. bet the kick return prop and they bet the, you know, safety prop and they bet the shutout prop. And then, you know, this well, that's go what crazy. Stucky's going to come on and talk about is, is the prop betting. Oh, he's, he's got, he's loaded up with a, I know a prop or two. All uh, right. So he he's going to have some good stuff. You guys, you know, okay. watch and hang with us because he's. I don't know if he's got a grocery list, but I know you know he's recording a show and he said I'm going to come on and talk about props for the championship game. Is that okay? I said, God, please do it. Yes. <laughs> well, you liking, don't want to. No, well, you liking prop betting is that's oh, hell freezing over. Look out! You're excited to talk talk prop betting. I like it. Well, no, no, I just, I want, I, I'm glad he's diving into it and talking about this and talking about, like he was telling me last night, but he wasn't in the best condition to be telling me that stuff he was telling me last night, which is fine, but we were all hanging out. I'm just like, you know, listening and I was like, all right, yeah, he's giving me tight end stats and all this other Ooh. crap. And I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get to this story because this is the story of the day. Yep. Survivor contestant Mike Barth. Dear God. I met him yesterday. He was brought in by Circa to yeah. watch the last weekend. Yeah, he was there. He yeah. decided to not take the Vikings. He decided to take the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, boy. To beat the Houston Texans. At home. Because the Texans couldn't lose. 
right? They're trying for the number one pick, right? Keep that in mind. So Mike is watching the game. Now we learned later as he went on VEASAN and said that he was healthy. He was healthy to the hedge market on this. So yes, he yes. lost $2 million on this play. He did, but, but he did make money. He, he came out ahead, not, yes, not $2 million did. ahead, but he no. did come out. ahead. He did. Okay. I mean, I couldn't imagine watching this though. The Texans go up big. The Colts come all the way back. Mm. The Colts give up the game tying touchdown. And you're thinking, okay, you're on the road. Texans kick the extra point. We're going to go to overtime. I'm still alive. And Lovey Smith just says, fuck it. I'm playing for the win. Love it. <laughs> I mean, you have to be like, I can't imagine what that moment must have been like when you're watching that two-point play. You have $2 million riding on a two-point play for the Houston oh. Texans who suck. Like, they're, they're awful. You, you you just did that thing. What do you call it? The donkey kick to the nuts. Yeah. What do you say? Like, <laughs> I just nuts, felt yes. it. I just felt it right there when you said, holy shit, he's going for two. Like, And you know that if they miss, you win. It's like, crazy enough when you watch the play and it goes right through the defensive back's hands. The Hail Mary, fourth and 20. Went right through the defensive back's hands into that tight end's hands to catch the ball for the touchdown. You're like, wait, did that just happen? Oh, my God. And then Lovey says, too. Whoa. It was incredible. It, he was in good spirits. I, 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 that was my last stop, and I went stuck, and we started talking about everything. And he's like, did you go up and meet him? And I was like, I just – Shook his hand. I didn't even know what to say. Hi, how you doing? How was how's it feel to lose two million? No. Yeah. What's I gonna say? But I was thinking it. What were you thinking when you saw the picks? Because you tweeted, we talked a little bit Saturday to about I didn't see it until you tweeted it. I didn't see I didn't see anything until you put it out. When you put it on Twitter and we saw Seattle, (laughs) Jacksonville, and the Colts, I went. Well, the Jaguars guy is like, I'm going, he's, he, I was like, I, I, I did the Jerry, the Jerry Seinfeld gift with Which, the cigar in his mouth. He's I, like, he's like, yeah, let's, go. let's go. That guy was happy as a, you know, as a pig and shit. He was well, excited he, as hell. That guy died, lived, died, lived. He went through nine lives like your cat on Saturday night and got a scoop and score. I'm on, on the a, phone with a buddy of mine, right? Having a conversation about this game. And he's like, how are the Jaguars going to score? Their offense is dead. They can't do anything against the Titans. So the only way they're going to score is a strip sacks fumble recovery for a touchdown. That's you it. said it before it happened. You I said it before it, it happened. Existence? I said it's he's like, you're probably right. Who I'm are like, you talking de- to? We got to get him on a show for confirmation. It was, it, it was a defensive, a defensive touchdown. I'm trying to find back on the East Coast. A defensive <laughs> touchdown. I'm like, this is the only thing. It's a defensive touchdown. It's and incredible. a strip sack boom happens, goes ahead, and, and gets returned. And they still almost lost the game. Even after that, they weren't totally alive. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that was the luckiest of lucky breaks. I oh. mean, I I was on the Jaguars. Oh. I, I teased the Jaguars down to a pick. So I'm going, like, I need a defensive touchdown. I, just, I, need, I need a miracle. And they got it. So that guy, you're right, probably gets up off the ground going, oh, my gosh, I just won $2 million. This is incredible. 
And then he watches the Colts go down big at home. And he's like, I'm going to win $3 million, not two. I'm going to win three. And you're watching Seattle and Seattle's going back and forth, back and forth. He's like, wait a minute. I might win six. Like he had a legitimate chance of taking the whole thing because Seattle wins on a last mm-hmm. second field goal or overtime field goal actually and beat the Rams. That almost, I mean, the Rams were up uh, 13, three, 13, six at one point mm-hmm. in, late, in, in, in the fourth or second half. So it's yeah. like, I'm like, this guy's going to go ahead and win. And then I, I just started following the Texans game and I'm like, wait a minute. So the Colts are leading Texans driving fourth and 20 happens. Roger Sherman looked this up on Twitter. He tweeted this. The Texans were the only team with two fourth and 10 conversions in the same game this year. And they did them on the same drive in the fourth quarter of week 18. With the number one pick riding in the balance. And then lost. The Texans fourth and 20 touchdown pass to lose a number one pick was literally the only fourth and 20 plus conversion in the NFL the whole fucking year. Jesus. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Everyone else was 0 and 9 in that scenario. It's, 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 it's impossible. It's like, I would, I'd be done betting. I, 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 I just, right. Close it up. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Thank you. I'm out. I'm out. That's the, it. The, the, the universe the, is telling me I'm done. From the night before and the ups and downs of that guy with the Jaguars and then going, I'm waking up a two millionaire. I'm a two millionaire minimum. Like you can't imagine what that's like trying to go to sleep like that. Right. And then, you know, you wake up, you've submitted your picks and your whole thing is riding on Sam Ellinger and the Colts. And Jeff Saturday to beat the Houston Texans at home. Just win one game. And it starts out and you're down and you're down the whole game, the whole game. And then you come back and you're up and you got it. You got the same miracle win that the Jacksonville guy got. Now me and him are going to split three. And at worst, we're going to get two of Seattle somehow wins, but we're good. Oh, no, wait, we're not. Wait, what? They made it on fourth down. Oh. Come on, stop him. The second fourth down. Touchdown. More than 20. Oh, my God. The, guy, the DB's up, ball goes through his hands, yeah. boom. And right. And so then you see that emotion, and then they go, all right, we're going for two. Oh, my God, we just got to stop one play for two million. Oh, no, they made it. It's gone. I I was living it with the guy. I was living it. I was li- it was it was It was fascinating. We all were. I was going to Seattle. I was like, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm watching all the games. I'm, I'm watching it going, come on, Lovey. What? The fact that Lovey Smith got fired right after the game tells me that Lovey Smith knew he was getting fired. And Lovey Smith gave a big old pile of dog poop on the way out of the door to the Houston Texans that, okay, you're firing me after one year. I'm the sacrificial lamb after one year. You're going back-to-back years with two African-American coaches. You want the number one pick? Yeah, see ya. We're going for it. Take that number two pick. And I got to say, the difference between the one pick and the two pick can be quite significant in terms of monetary value and overall what you get back from that trading of a pick. Giving that to the Bears, what a nice, that's, that's a Mona Lisa on the way out. By Lovey Smith. Connor Winsky just popped in the chat. Bear down. Thank you, Lovey. 
100%. Former coach of the Bears just gives the Bears a huge gift, says to Nick Casario in the ridiculous, the worst organization in sports Ooh. is the Houston Texans. Needs to be reiterated and talked all day long. They Ooh. are the worst organization in sports. Wow. And they got exactly Ooh. what they deserved out of that. Ooh. I mean, they gave Lovey Smith the, I mean, I can't believe the number of people who are furious about David Cully, who got fired, whom he actually had that team playing pretty well last year and they blew him out. Right. They wanted to hire Josh McCown. They wanted to hire a guy, a veteran quarterback because he had a deep tie to the former little finger, as I called him, Jack Easterby, who was out the door. So they wanted to bring in a dude who shared similar beliefs, non-football as Jack Easterby, who now is gone, but that's, they tried to hire Josh McCown and oh. the world went crazy. And so they had to hire Lovey Smith, the DC from the team under, under, under Cully with the pure intention of you're a figurehead and gone at the end of the year. And now back-to-back African-American head coaches get fired. And now you're going to go and hire who, who wants that job mm. with mm. that ownership. Right. And that, I mean, people in Houston keep on saying, well, Nick Casario helped to build the Patriots. Stop saying that about people who are not Bill Belichick. Like, why haven't we learned this yet? That like, if you're not with Bill, yeah, you played a part in the dynasty, but you weren't the reason for the dynasty. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all the details, so not completely qualified to, you know, make an opinion on it, but I trust people that have been there and know these people and have seen this stuff behind the scenes. But um, to watch, the, was that the owner on the sideline with the sport coat on? Uh, I don't remember. It was, it was probably the son. It was probably Cal McNair, so who probably was. Kind of a bald, dorky-looking dude. Kind of, yeah. It's like Cal McNair. He Nick Casario like, has a very like tight. He looks like Adam Schefter in a way, like very similar type of hair. Okay, that, no, this, that's Casario. Okay, the I, older I, dude is Cal McNair, who shouldn't be running a soda pop shop, let alone a football team. He had a T-shirt on it, you know, had the three T-shirt on for Demar in Buffalo okay. and everything, but he had a sport coat on over it, and he was looking at his hands in his pockets. And <laughs> when that two went in, <laughs> two point conversion, he looked like he wanted to just, just go nuts and he was at every camera in the world on him and i was like was oh, that the owner like do you look how pissed he is like he wants to go over there and scream at lovey right now but he can't oh yeah he would love it i mean he cost and, i mean to think about the capital the draft capital they, they just blew i mean the number one pick you control the whole draft right you get to dictate whatever happens you get the whole picture to yourself so now the bears aren't the bears are going to trade to pick right they're not probably pick. so and then, they, and then the guy that the Texans might want could go first. <laughs> like if the Texans think that Bryce Young or Will Levis or, you know, CJ Stroud, if they think he, one of those guys is the guy, now they got to worry about somebody jumping them or they got to trade up to go get the number one pick. The Bears huh. are going to bail. The Bears are in the catbird seat. I mean, the Bears, have a, we'll talk about it all summer, but the, the Bears are spring. They have a very interesting decision to make as to whether or not they want to commit to a quarterback they currently have on their roster or draft a new one. Oh, Justin, 
There's Justin Fields talk. There's a lot of Justin Fields talk about making him into a skill player. Not a quarterback. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, Bears fans will tell you. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of talk in Chicago that they were running plays. They were running toss sweeps to Justin Fields late in the year. Like he's Cordell Patterson. Like we've seen players be sort of wide receiver, tight end slash H back type players. Of course. I that, listen, I saw Cordell Cordell Stewart slash was right. I mean, that was groundbreaking with back then. He was changed yeah. everything. I mean, he, they had to get a quarterback to play quarterback, so he didn't have to at times, but he still was on the field all the time. Right. Um, so maybe you draft a quarterback and you develop that quarterback and have Justin Fields play quarterback until the other guy's ready. But you slowly transition fields into something else of a of a playmaker versus a signal caller. Whew. I mean, if you love if you love one of the guys in this draft, if you think he's transformational, if he's you know franchise quarterback, wow, you have that chance to do it if you want, or you keep Justin Fields and you trade you know for four or five other draft picks and players, and you start to build the roster that way. The Bears have a ton of cap space. On right. top of that, they also could bring in a quarterback. Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers wound up wearing Chicago Bears no. black? It's not happening. <laughs> it would be awesome. I, mean, I no, own no you. <laughs> now I really own you. Yeah. No, there's no way. He's not doing that. His no current chance. girlfriend might make it a problem, too. So probably not going to happen. Who's his but girlfriend? You haven't heard. Wow. He is currently dating the... Uh, heiress to the Bucks franchise, <laughs> the owner of the owner of the Milwaukee Seriously? Bucks. Seriously, the owner of Milwaukee Bucks' daughter. He is. Oh, I thought you meant the Tampa Bay Bucks. No, 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 no. Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry, oh. Milwaukee Bucks basketball team. Oh, uh, she is twenty-seven. I think 26, 27. Good job, but Aaron, model, very attractive. These guys will never learn. <laughs> Uh, I think Aaron just has just never wants to get married and never wants to settle down. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. Just be careful. Just be careful what pools you swim in. That's all. Just be careful what pools you swim in. He's a part owner of the Bucks. He's now got to worry about, you know, you know, tampering charges. If you're saying, I don't know. Like she's like, if she's the owner of the team and he's the owner of the team, I guess they can date and it's a, there's no real, or they can marry or whatever, but it is Dude, funny. Goodness gracious. I mean, listen, the buzz at the, the, the Westgate in the circle was that uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming here to play with Devontae. Well, that would make a ton of sense. That would make a ton of sense for it to make, to have, to reunite. I'll to ask you, him or Brady, who do you want? Rodgers. Oh, Rodgers. Yeah, that's not even a question in my mind. I take Rodgers. Oh, okay. Good. Aaron will play. Aaron will play for four to five more years. <laughs> I mean, I don't, Aaron will, Aaron might play the whole time that Devante's contract goes. I mean, Devante's got what, five years left in the deal? Four, 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 four. Yeah. yeah, Rogers would, I think Rogers would tie his contract to Devante Adams and just say, as long as Devante's here, we're good. Wow. I I would a hundred, if I have, if I'm picking between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady right now, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. It's not even a well, question. Thank God. Cause if you were going to tell me Tom Brady in that situation, no, I was no, going to no, no. let the, I was going to let the chat blast you. Yeah. And they should. I mean, if, if you're taking, yeah, if you have pick. a choice, if you have a pick between the two, now I think Josh, this is a very similar situation. I think to when, you know, John Gruden wouldn't do this, 
his ego had gotten the gotten the way. He wouldn't take Tom Brady because he didn't want to deal with the culture change he had to go through. Brady was going to be the guy to tell John Gruden to shut up. I'm not listening to you. Rodgers will tell Josh McDaniels to shut up. I'm doing what I want. And I don't know if Josh is going to be big enough to say yes to that. So that's a big question. But yes, it makes it makes a thousand percent sense if Devontae Adams picks up the phone and says, Aaron, let's go. Come on. We're going to be here. And then Josh Jacobs resign and let's go out and try to play here. But it also makes sense for Brady to spend two years here in the desert. I was at a birthday party. We have a new guy named Chris. He's watching today. Uh, his son had a birthday party Raiders themed at uh, adventure dome at circus circus. Oh so, God. All so, right. Yeah. So, I went oh. to that, so Madeline got invited. And so I, I went Excellent. to take, take them to that all day on Saturday. Mm. And so I was sitting, I was sitting, he just, he's a diehard Raider fan for years. Season ticket holder, the whole party is Raider themed. They got burned because the Raiders moved their game opposite the party. <sighs> they had booked, they had booked the party. <laughs> They booked the party. Can't a, cancel the party. A, mo- a month and a half out. They already booked oh. it. And they thought, okay, we're going to go. His present was tickets to go see Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. So it's going to be party oh, Saturday, no. Mahomes on Sunday. Come on, bro. So he, oh. he, he's, he's, he's all bent out of shape. Chris is a big sports better. So we're talking about different things. And he's like, oh. tell me about BVB and tell me. So I, had, I told him about the show and blah, blah, blah. Welcome but like, to the show, Chris. He asked me the same question you just asked. He was like, you know, what happens at quarterback? And I said, I think, I think Tom Brady is going to wind up becoming, you know, a quarterback. And he's like, I don't want Brady. It's like, you don't want Brady. He's like, I've been a scene ticket over so long. I'm so tired of these one year end of career type BS contracts. <laughs> I've been doing it for yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm tired of watching Randy uh, right. with, with Jerry Rice in a Raider uniform. Right. And, I, and I'm sp- somehow supposed to think that I'm getting Jerry Rice from 12 years ago with the 49ers. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's a decent point. I was like, he was like, Brady's 45. I'm like, yeah, I'm 45. He's like, right. He's like, I don't want you being the quarterback of my team. I don't want Tom Brady, the quarterback of my team. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's a fair point. And I was like, that's, you know, decent. And that's where we talk about Rogers. He's like, now Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to, I'll listen to Aaron Rodgers. He's like, right. sure. But he's like, and I'm like, do you like Josh? And he's like, I don't know what to make of Josh McDaniels. I have no idea. He's like, right now I'm out, but you know, next year, if he wins, Okay. But I'm really, I'm really tired of walking out of that building going one or two plays different. We win the game. It happens over and over and over again. Where it's lots this season. Too many, this season. Yeah, too yeah. many times where the game hinges on a play or two. Right. And he wants it to change. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be very curious. That, that that's going to be a ton of fun to see what happens and, and, and what direction that goes. Joel just said in the chat, Joel Wander said the Packers aren't taking a $100 million cap hit. If that's the cap hit for them to lose them, then they're not going to do it. You know, or trade them. They're not. So he has to retire. Well, I don't know. Can't, can't you retire? Can't you trade him there? The cap hits regardless if he gets cut or he gets traded. I have no idea. I mean, the way that they did it last night, that was a goodbye. I mean, he might be retiring, but that was him saying goodbye to the Green Bay organization last night. Didn't. Uh, Wouldn't take the jersey off shoot away the camera wore white to the press conference. He had wore black every single game to the press conference. He wore white to the press conference yesterday. Beat reporters thought that was like a like a white flag. Mm. So, you know, we'll see. I want to get to this before Stucky comes on yep. though. Bernie Kozar 
one of the guys to be a, I mean, when you talk about the Cleveland Brown organization, there aren't many of these guys, but like Bernie Kosar to me is one of the first names that pops into my brain. Okay. Broncos Browns, the drive. Yeah. 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 Bernie Kosar was paid by a sports book to make a $19,000 bet yesterday on the Steelers Browns game. Ohio mm-hmm. goes legal. He said, I'm going to donate the winnings to charity. If I go ahead and get this, I don't know. 19 was his number, right? He was, he wore number 19. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. was Bernie Kosar was number 19. Yeah. That's yep. why it was $19,000 bet on okay. the Browns to win. He promotional money, I'm promotional sure. money, whatever yeah. it is. Right. Something bullshit. Yeah. He makes the bet. You know, it's publicized everywhere. Yep. Morning of the game, the Browns fired him. Somebody must have whispered in their ear. <laughs> said, what are you guys doing? Getting him to do that. What, I mean. What do you mean? What do you mean? We didn't know. We didn't know. What do you mean? Fired a guy. Can't fired him because NFL employees are not allowed to bet on sports. Period. But Bernie Silly, Kozar right? is a radio broadcaster for the team. I'm waiting for somebody to come after us and say, we can't do it either now. What? We can't do what? We can't bet on, you know, if we make, uh, who knows? They make the rules up. What does it matter if Bernie Kosar bets a $19,000 bet on a game? (laughs) That they gave him the money to do it for anyway? That he's going to take the money if it wins and give it to charity or whatever? Like, what does that matter? He was mad. Well, it matters because, again, it's why Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year for running some parlays for whatever they were doing. But he's a it's player. So no one else will do it. No, but he's a player. I mean, he's actually in the game. He's in the arena. He's got the football in his hands. Like Bernie Corso's got a microphone in front of his face. <laughs> like, what are we? Is he paid I mean, by the team? Yes. He's an employee of the team. Employee of the team broadcaster. He works for the pregame show for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Probably makes 500 a game, right? Who, yeah, who knows? Nothing. But he does it because he wants to be a part of the organization, wants to be of a course. part of. It's not like he's making millions of dollars. I mean, the guy's <laughs> hustling. He's, he makes a nickel a game. Like to go and sit, ask questions, stand, like, and do a good job. Do a pregame show. He's a figurehead. Yeah. Just break the game down to the fans. That's all it is. That's it. I mean, it's like. And they iced him before he even got to the stadium. He tweeted out, I've been fired from the radio with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I mean, you this know, is and, and the books can partner with the with the teams. The books can partner with the leagues. The leagues can have an official betting partner. Multiple. But they could do it multiple times. There's yeah, no three, four, five. They they don't, no limit. They can make as many as you rules. want. <laughs> right. And then they, you know, all this stuff can happen. And I mean, Pete Rose made the first bet in Ohio. Right. Pete Rose made, they got Pete Rose to bet on the Reds to win the World Series. The Reds don't have a fucking chance to win the World Series. And they brought Pete in from here to walk up to the counter for the cameras and for everybody else because Pete needs the money. Pete couldn't say no. He's been, Pete likes the attention. Pete has been shit on for 30 years. 30 years after. Just doing what he did as good to his ability for his whole life. So yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Ohio. The irony in that is 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 hilarious. Yeah, I'll go and play play some first pet. Bernie Kosar is number 19, like you said, Cleveland Brown memorable Legend. person. Legend. Yes. Sure, Bernie. 
Go ahead. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll bet. Well, well you can't do You're out? Can't do the show no more because you made a bet? Give me the bet back. Cancel the bet. I want to keep the job. Right. Fuck you, the Bernie. N- the NFL is investigating the quarterback coach, and I forget. I think it's the Jets, which I forget which team it is, because he was betting on NBA games. Like, the thing that's really weird about this thing right now for – I didn't wait, know wait, this. who was betting on NBA games and, and, and the offensive coordinator for, I think it was the, the, the quarterback coach for the jets. I think it was forget who was, it was being, being investigated currently okay. for this. Um, hold on. Um, Betsmart Tyler said, uh, let's see. Kozar filed for bankruptcy in 2009 with $44 in his checking account. Um, wow, yeah, jets, jets wide receiver coach. Oh. Miles Austin has been suspended for, Betting on a mobile app on table games in non NFL professional sports. Oh, the Jets wide receiver coach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, did yeah, not yeah, wager yeah, on yeah. any NFL games in violation right. yeah, of yeah, gambling yeah. policy yeah. Yeah. for NFL personnel. I right. did not know until I met the dude who worked for the Packers here. And he was like, I can't even walk in the book. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, I work for the NFL. I'm like, right. He's like, I can't even walk. I go, wait, you can't bet hockey? It's like, nope. College basketball? Nope. Wait a minute. Baseball? Nope. Why? I have no idea. NFL rules. If you work for the team, you can't bet on sports, period. Which doesn't seem to make any if sense. If you play to for the team, though, you can. You just can't but bet if you on your sport. Play for the team because they have the NFL PA. You color can. me that. <laughs> like, can, what is that? Like, that is the most confusing the guy thing that, ever. The guy that cleans up the locker rooms for the team can't bet on a game, but the guy that plays for the game for the team can can bet on games. Not, not that football. game. Yeah. Not not his own sport, but he can bet on everything else. He can go play casino games. Listen, when NFL. I went to the uh when I went to West Virginia, I didn't know all this stuff. Like about because here, when you get a license. It doesn't mean you can't do anything other than like bet at your own book. So that's the only restriction. When you get a gaming license to work in a sports book here, you cannot bet at your own joint. But you can walk across the street. You can get all the mobile apps you want. You can bet. And you they encourage you to gamble. They don't tell you you can't. They will cash your paycheck at the uh, casino cage so you can then go blow your money every week. Believe me. They're all about the gambling. But when I went to the other state, I went to West Virginia. You cannot gamble where you work. There's restrictions. There's different you things. You can't and gamble was, in the state or you can't gamble at, at some Some states, you couldn't gamble in your state. People from West Virginia had to go to Pennsylvania to gamble. Wow. Or risk worry about getting caught playing blackjack or something in one of the casinos in West Virginia, somebody seeing them and this and this, and then getting losing their license and being unable to work. So the restrictions on the gambling seem ridiculous to me. <laughs> this story pissed me off. When I saw it on the thing, I was like, wait a second. They, they fired him. They gave him the money to do it. He didn't, it's not even his own fucking money. <laughs> 19,000 wasn't his. It was a promotion. No one's watching out for Bernie. Bernie probably got a little appearance fee. Yeah, right. I'll do it. Yeah. He did it on a podcast. He made the bet live on a podcast. 
So the book funded it into his account. And then he said, I'm going to place a bet on the Browns to beat the Steelers plus money for them to win the game. Bet on them. Now here's the bet. If I win this money, I'm going to donate all the money to charity. He wasn't making the money for himself. It was just, this is why it was promotional money. Like we know it was just somebody who wanted to get the buzz of Bernie Kosar betting on the Browns. They're hoping the Browns are going to win and then knock the Steelers out of the postseason. They missed it anyway, but, and you got whatever, you know, $40,000. Now you're going to turn around and hand it over to a charity. And Bernie uh, gets fired. He gets ice for it. Hmm. Stucky came in and then came out. Where'd he go? And he just sent me a text. He said he can't hear us. Oh, so uh, was he wearing wireless headphones? Yes. Tell him he needs to not wear wireless headphones. That's part of the problem. Because otherwise he has to go into his settings to play around with it. Ferris says, text him his number. So he'll call him and, and walk him through the whole thing. Okay. Wired headphones are the ones that work. Wireless. Although Raheem's did work on Wednesday, which was, I was very nervous about that. But his wireless headphones did work. Because I had a microphone inside of it. So we're efforting to get Stucky on here in, in, in just one second. Um, while you're doing that, I can do a little soapbox thing. Let's skip ahead to the NFL and the credibility problem that is going on right now with the NFL. And look, I think everyone's going to. Oh, hello. Now I'm gone. You're gone? I st- nope. Now you're back. Okay. Yep. We're frozen and you're gone. Okay. Right, we're good. So yesterday and on Saturday, we, and you made mention of this, I don't know how many weeks ago, you said, it's amazing because in the book, you guys have been talking about the refereeing problem for years. Oh God, I got to get the glasses on. (laughs) Oh God. So you pointed this out and I have been closely watching and bitching about referees my whole life, but there's a bigger problem now in the wake of the Bernie Kozar thing, in the wake of telling people who they can and cannot bet on, in the wake of restricting people as to what they can do non-NFL football-wise, saying you can't even be in a book betting on a hockey game if you work for the Green Bay Packers in their sales department, which is insanity. But okay. So this weekend was a really bad weekend in my mind for those people that say that the NFL does not have a problem with referees <laughs> and, a, and a narrative problem. Mm. because the narrative tends to get the calls. And what I mean by that is you, I, I'm not claiming a broadscape conspiracy. I'm not claiming that there's some dude in some mountain, Roger Goodell or whatever, telling these referees what to do. But the referees are smart enough to understand certain things. Key moments of games, there's calls that are not being made and calls being made. That when you watched the game, you're like, how the hell was that not called? Example number one, right. Devontae Adams, it's a fourth down play for the Raiders. The Raiders have got to, and the Kentucky's good. The Raiders have got Excellent. to get that touchdown in that moment. Adams gets destroyed by the defensive <laughs> back. He gets destroyed. Just, 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 we're just moving on. Just, just, okay? no, we're just moving on. It's good. Yeah. The Patriots and the Bills <clears throat> played three quarters without a single flag being thrown. It's a very the, well played game. Unbelievable. It's the first time since 2015 that we did not see any flags being thrown in an NFL football game through three quarters. Wow. This game had not one, 
but two fucking kick returns for touchdowns. No flags. No flags. Awesome. Going into the year, yep. there were two kick returns for touchdowns yep. in the entire NFL. That number doubled One in the game in which the Bills played where their teammate on a kickoff suffered a catastrophic injury. No, and everyone's wearing number three. That was, was, was a play. Wasn't it a kickoff? It was a reception. No, it was teams. Oh, team sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But you have yeah. these two moments where I will stake my life that I can go yep. find a hold on at least one of those kick returns. But it gets the, are you, you, you get Tony Romo with that high pitched, oh my God moment <laughs> as he's calling the game. What voice was that? I don't know. Someone's <laughs> squeezing his nuts where he's, he's sitting there. Ooh, on the, next what do you always go to the nuts for? Jim, Jim is uh, squeezing on him and he's uh, going, he got to be out by 1120 at the latest. Right. Bring him in. Get All this right, Stucky guy in here. Because let's get our boy Stucky from the action. He's very busy. Well, well, he looks well, great. He's in Looks Vegas. Right. He's in the Blue Wire Look Wind at this Studios. Guy. God, on, guys. The backdrop is beautiful. You look fantastic. <laughs> Can you hear us now? Yeah, here. Good. You're good to go. What's going on? All right. Perfect. Well, we we wanted to talk to you about tonight. Well, first and foremost, <clears throat> Dave says you've been coming to Vegas consistently for this weekend. Is it weird that there's no that it's a different type of setup now? That it's not the playoffs for the NFL, but it was week 18. Yeah, I actually like it better. Uh, week 18 is always, there's always chaos. And, you know, when your team is in the playoffs, I know Dave doesn't know much about this anymore, but uh, when your team's in the playoffs, like I'd rather watch, you know, so, like let me watch by myself or, you know, I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan for those that don't know. So, I, you know, week 18, and then you have the contests at Circa, which are always fun to watch. Like the, uh, I mean, I'm still sick over the guy who, well, I had money on the Colts too, and uh, he lose on a, a fourth and 20 Hail Mary by a team that's trying to lose. And then you think, all right, they're just going to – the two-point play, they're just going to throw it into the ground. Why not? And then they uh, – but, yeah, week, eight, week 18 is fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. There's always chaos. I remember last year it was absolutely electric in the book for the Raiders-Chargers game. I'll, I'll never forget oh. that. So uh, that was awesome. So, yeah, I actually kind of yeah. like it a little better. And then, you know, you, you can focus on the playoffs uh, <laughs> the following week at home as I recover. So, uh, <laughs> We'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that one second about the like last year that Raiders Chargers and how many lung darts that you you know were working on and all that other stuff and then last night watching it but you know you want to take shots at my team not being in the playoffs my team was in the playoffs last year sir the Steelers should have been in the playoffs this year but somehow the Dolphins won and somehow covered another story for another day. Yeah, who are you going to take? What's lesser of two evils, like Ravens, Bengals? It's just going to depend on who you bet on? or do you He's have obsessed with Joe Burrow. You he's understand? Taking, I, I, I don't like Joe Burrow. Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. He's I obsessed with glasses. Joe Burrow. I wear Joe Burrow glasses. I like the Bengals. But I know we spoke last night. Hey, you were telling me you liked the Ravens last night. Well, this is what I wanted to set up for you. You okay. knew what's going to happen with the number Next week, we talked to yeah. Rexy. He was sitting there. I wanted to tee you up so you could tell everybody now what's going to happen in the weekend and talk about how you were at the Ravens game up in New England because Matt's a Boston guy and a Patriots guy and how much joy that <laughs> Ravens 
That was a bad. That was a, a bad path. Oh nine when Ray Rice. Oh, scored. oh, oh you mean the Ray Rice first play touchdown run? First right, play touchdown, and then like yeah. a pick, a fumble. It was I think twenty four nothing at the end of the first. We quarter. thought that was the end of the. I thought that was going to be the thud of the dynasty. Like that game, everyone thought that was it. Like the Patriots yep. run was over, and then they won three more. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I have no no pity but for you. You, I mean, you I, legitimately I, think the Ravens are going to beat the Bengals on Sunday? I, right? I, I think they're going to have a good shot. I mean, it's going to depend also on the quarterback. Like, yeah. We, we got to see. Is he going to play stock or what? I mean, it's uh, the fact that it, it does scare me a little bit that they played like they, you know, they kind of punted the game, right? You you bench, you, you yes. don't play Mark Andrews. You set a bunch of starters, yeah. but there was still some incentive. And then the fact that they went to Anthony Brown, are they saying like, we're not sure on the March. So let's make sure Huntley is healthy next week. Uh, that's, that's what scares me. Um, so we'll see. And the line is kind of like a hedge line now. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait it out. I look, the Ravens played really well last yesterday. Uh, if you look at that game statistically, they still, they still were moving the ball up and down the field. A lot of fluke points on both sides. Right. Um, and I'd really think that the, the Bengals are going to miss Lyle Collins and like Burrow was constantly under pressure that entire game. Now the flip side of that is, and T Higgins came out and said that this morning, they didn't. They didn't show anything. They weren't. They were just calling very basic plays, which you might have expected because these two teams were going to play each other again. But if I can get the Ravens, you know, and if Lamar is playing, give me a touchdown with this team on the road. Like, what is home field really worth here? It's a divisional game. You were just here, right? It's worth a little bit, but it's not. You were playing the same exact team again uh, that you, you know, competed with. But yesterday with all of your backups, you beat them earlier this season. I think it's going to be a close game, like seven in a divisional game. This is a classic like Ravens spot. Probably, uh, probably I'd say it's a field goal game either this, way. Right. That's that. That's what it feels like. Um, oh, what is the one game? Well, no, we just got a question actually from the chat. We got a we got a live chat. A lot of people watching. And they heard you were on, so our numbers are up right now. People are fired. Why is it Stucky too? What happened to Stucky? Like for uh, the there's Twitter a, handle. There's a guy with like uh, Stucky who has like one tweet in like 2010. It was just like, hi or something. <laughs> hey, go, go look at it. I tried to message him once. Like, can I have it when I first started? Nope. He just, he created Stucky and then, or Stucky <laughs> one, they, they're gone. So I just took Stucky two when I was creating it. Uh, and <laughs> okay, fair. It is, it is stuck. <laughs> It's his and his alone. All right. So tonight we've got TCU in Georgia. The number was 13 and a half, went to 12 and a half. Now back up to 13 and a half totals coming down from 64 and a half. It's climbing back up. It was down to 62 and a half. Now it's climbing back up. I know we want, we're going to talk props here with you in just one second, but just overall, does TCU who's been tremendous against the number, do they keep that going or are the models right where this could be an 18 to 21 point win for Georgia? Uh, I I'm like kind of right on the market for the spread and total. It's so boring. I wish I had a hot take and like love it. It's the last college football game. I love both semifinals, but I have some, a prop that uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about yeah. in a second, but I, I, I do think that there's going to be some big money coming in on Georgia under two touchdowns throughout the day. So I think we might get, if you like TCU, I would wait. Um, I think you might be able to get a 14 here. Um, Cause I do think some bigger, money that's been waiting in the weeds you, know, you saw it a little bit already yeah we're trying to see maybe how low this number could go before they came in but yeah it's, it'll be interesting like it's like the, it's kind of like a trendy dog but a trendy dog that has just always covered when they're a trendy dog all year right. so I, I don't know i think the number is about right there's some injury concerns that georgia has that i'm, I'm keeping my eye on but I, I don't really have a hot take i just i'm going to be betting 
lots of Brock Bowers props. So this is what I wanted to just tee you up with because you and I, we just sit together. It's fun for me because you get going and you just go and then you're going and then I throw one little question back at you and you're going and going. And I said, wait, you know what? Can you come on the show and explain this to, to everybody that's like watching? And you said, yes. So explain to them how, I mean, you do a show all year. You watch college football like a freak. You live in Lexington, but you're an SEC. You, you like, you love college football. And you're telling me this, I said, save it for the show. So now we're on the show, Stuck. Tell them about this prop and why you think that the tight end is going to have a monster tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you look at TCU's defense, their weakness by far, I mean, their, their strength is they're outside, outside, outside of cornerback. Their four best players, you could argue, on defense are cornerbacks, and they play 3-3-5. That's really built to stop the spread offenses in the Big 12. And if you look at the Big 12 offenses that they face, a lot like you know, West Virginia, Texas Tech, they don't even use tight ends. Like they don't, they their tight ends. Have, a lot of people that watch the show in the Big 12 country, please don't bash everybody all at once. Peralt usually just bashes the Northeast. <laughs> and then, you know, please just go. Sorry, go. Uh, yeah, but so they, they don't even face a lot of tight ends. Like they, don't, they, they faced one really elite tight end uh, at Texas, and he went off. I think he went for, you know, 85 yards. And he's nowhere close to what Bowers is. Their weakness is their coverage ability at linebacker and safety and they just right. don't like and i actually liked ohio state has a couple safeties that have and it's one of the reasons i liked ohio state last week that have the the size and athleticism combo which is what you need to at least have a shot at covering bowers who's just an absolute freak you can't yeah. you can't have a small corner on him and then you can't have a slow linebacker or safety so yeah look darnell washington their other tight end Georgia uses two tight ends at the third highest rate in the country. It's pretty much the baseline of their entire offense. Everything goes through Bowers. Washington is is hurt. He's in a boot. Yeah. So I think he's going to end up playing, but he might not get as many targets. They might use him more as a decoy and blocking. We'll see if he's even healthy in there because their other tight end transferred a couple weeks ago. Now they're down to a kid with a, you know not a lot of experience, obviously a talented kid. But I just think they're going to move Bowers all around, and there's no way for TCU to cover him. Their 3-3-5 just isn't designed – to take away elite tight ends. They're going to have to try and come up in the box to stop the run. They can trust their corners on the outside, but I think it's going to be Bowers. They're going to put him in the slot. They're going to move him in motion. I, I assume TC is going to try and double him in certain cases. I still don't think it's going to be enough. Over 60 yards, you know, 60 and a half, whatever it is. It's 62 uh, and a half right now. I just clicked refresh at FanDuel, 62 and a half. Yep. You still like that over? Yep, yep. Uh, over okay. 62 and a half. And I, I'll, I'll throw some, you know, for it's the national championship. Uh, I'll throw some fun, like first touchdown MVP. Uh, I do think he's going to have a big day and they're just going to target him out. If you look at it, every tight, every team that uses a tight end uh, that TCU has faced all but one went over their season long average. So if you look at the rest, they play the rest oh. of their opponents. The only one that went under went under by a yard. And even if you look at last week, one of the storylines that wasn't talked about enough is Michigan's tight end played 10 snaps and then got hurt. He just declared for the NFL draft. He had one catch for 31 yards, got hurt. And then their backup came in, had like four for 40. Um, but that's not a strength of, of the Michigan offense. And they lost their top tight end early in the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Bowers is going to get a lot of targets. There's a good chance he also has, you know, a huge explosive play. You also could see him using the running game, like that near the goal line. They'll use him on like an end around. He could get a touchdown that way. So, yeah, I don't have a hot take on the spread or total. Uh, right. I wish I, I'm going to be looking for maybe I can find a Bowers jersey before <laughs> the game here. I don't know. Are you going to come through? Are you going to come through to Westgate? And uh... we got to get. Yeah, I'm going to find you later. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, 
four so and a half receptions. Is yeah, his, I was going to say, what's reception that prop? prop? You like that? You think it's volume and yeah. yardage both, or it's big both. play potential? Yeah, I like I like both. I don't mind sprinkling, okay. sprinkling okay. someone both for sure. Okay. I mean, he's had a 78 yard catch this year. Averages about 14 yards per catch. He's a guy that you can, I mean, he, I like it a lot because he wasn't that targeted all that heavily in the last game. And yep. so it was almost like a question of like, where's Bowers? Why isn't he a bigger part of the offense? Why wasn't he a bigger weapon that Georgia decided to use? And I mean, he's a freak. He's not a typical tight end, but he's too big to be a fullback. He's faster than a tight end normally is. And he's more physical than a lot of guys who safeties will see. So I, I like it a lot. It, any concern just about Bennett? Maybe he's not looking for him as much. Yeah, I mean, I just think that last week, Ohio State, I just really like the matchup for their safeties. And if, if you go back to the Notre Dame game, you know, Notre Dame is one of the best tight ends in the country. The regular season opener, they play with a lot of two tight ends, and Ohio State really shut them down. Mm-hmm. Their week, this is on the outside of corner, which doesn't you know hurt you as much against Georgia. It ended up burning them late, but I just don't see anyone that's really going to match up. I have a lot of respect for Joe Gillespie, the TCU defensive coordinator. I, you know, every time you doubted this team, not granted, Michigan put up 45 on them, but you know, but they did a B. John Robinson. They are, yeah, it's, he's a very a brilliant defensive coordinator. I'm sure he'll come up with something here that might, you know, trip up Bennett. Uh, maybe he throws a pick. I don't mind, you know, uh, Bennett interception prop, but I just don't see who is going to match up with Bowers here. And it's been a weakness all year. And, now you're going up against uh, one of the best in the country uh, who's basically the foundation of that offense with the other tight end, potentially not at 100%. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, anything Bowers is uh, – I'm in. David, it feels a bit like we've talked about before with four and a half receptions. Bowers is at 5-2, 5-6, and 4 the last five games. Six against LSU in the SEC title R and the SEC title game and then four against Ohio State in the semifinal. So – it feels like yeah, and if you look at it, his his season long average too, like you got to remember that Georgia's in a lot of blowouts, right? Yes, so, yeah, that's uh, and that's exactly what I was going to say. The reason you probably don't get there as far as either yardage or number of receptions is because it's a blowout. They don't have yep. to pass the ball; they're running the ball, and he only gets yep. three or four catches. And his yep. longest catch is for twenty six yards instead of like his total longest reception prop right now for receiving yards is 27 and a half. Ooh. Yep. That's a pretty yeah. good number. I mean, cause yep. how many times does a tight end break one off for 30 or more, but stuck, you think he can, if he gets one, you know, middle over to middle matchup or something, and he's open, he can break one or he's a good, you know, yardage after catch. Yeah. Guy like he'll, yeah, he'll of break course. tackles and stuff. So I think even that's live, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you, you know, if you want to like diversify, I'll, I'll have money probably a little bit of money on all of these. You want to diversify the props, like if, the, yeah, the risk is that they're running just all over TC, right, and just running up and down the field. But then if I know they're not they're not throwing a lot, but then if they have to bring TCU has to bring safeties down into the box, a play action shot, you know, for thirty or forty up the seam, uh, you might hit it that way if he's not going to get the volume there. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, ways for Bowers props to hit. Uh, our touchdown guy, prop, anything. Our guy Tyler, he's a big fan of yours. He, his, his name's Bet Smart US in the chat. He says he'll get okay. eight to ten targets minimum tonight. Do you think that's the case? Yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. That, it's, I mean, it, now it could it could depending on the game state. I mean, if it's like Georgia, you know, t- t- eighty yard touchdown drive on the ground to start yeah, pick six. And then all of a sudden, you know, they it's twenty one nothing early. 
then it gets, you know, your over props get dicey, but right. I, I don't know. I think TCU is going to be at least, uh, they're going to put up a little bit of a fight. I don't know if they'll definitely cover, but I don't think this gets way out of hand early. But if it does get way out of hand, that's when they use Bowers in kind of some funky situations. He had two yep. rushing touchdowns against Kent yep, when that game yeah. was a blowout. So if in the second half, if they're up, you know, 30 points, he might get a rushing touchdown just for the hell of it, just to give him yep. a stat. So, um, all right, Stuck, I know you're going to go, so I'm going to ask you one more, and then Matt will get you out of here. But, yep. So say me, Peralt, Furman, three three guys that live in Vegas, come back to Lexington to hang out with you at either the bar or somewhere, maybe uh, to go to dinner. Where should we go? Like, if you're going to take, like, what is the one thing that we go back? And, you know, your boys that you're here with said, oh, you got to come to Keeneland. You got to see Keeneland. But I was like, Stuck is a well-rounded guy. He's, he's, he's a man of the community. Plus, he just likes good stuff. Like when we went out to dinner here, we went and had a nice dinner. Where are you taking us? What are we doing? Yeah, you got to go see Keelan. You probably go do a, a bourbon tour, um, oh. which are always cool. And oh. then uh, we got to go to my wife's bar, stagger in. But uh, Tony's, Tony's Steakhouse downtown. Uh, okay. Uh, sit at the bar, really get a good steak. Uh, it's right down the street, actually, from Stagger Inn. So, yeah, maybe check out Keeneland, lose some money on some horses, uh, okay. do a little bourbon tour, Not a horse uh, and then go downtown. That's why I would lose money on it. And then go That's, down and, uh, That's great. We could do it together. Yeah, and then uh, have have some dinner at Tony's and go to uh, Stagger Inn and we'll have some degenerate late-night college basketball bets. It's beautiful. <laughs> Stuck, if folks want to find your stuff, listen to your podcast, how can they do so? Yeah, big bets on campus, Action Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, this search and follow me on Twitter uh, at Stucky2. I'll tweet out all that stuff and uh, Action Network app for all my bets. Very cool, man. Best of luck tonight. Thanks, Enjoy brother. the game. See you. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. Good luck. That right. is Stucky from the Action Network. You guys follow him on Twitter. Good stuff. I think that might be the first time I've spoken to him where I could see him. Oh, really? I had, I had so many old phone stuff. He was my boss when I first started with the Action Network. He was, he was my boss. Really? Yeah, I worked for him. So when I, when when stuck wow, when, when it signed on, he was when the Action Network first signed on back in 2016. I think it was. Uh, I believe his title was head of content for the Action Network. Really? Yeah, I think that was Stucky's. That was Stucky's. It's hard to believe he's ahead of anything. <laughs> crazy. I love him. He's a but good he's guy. Crazy. You know he's how good. we met. We met during a pandemic over DMs. Wow. Was, we, you know, there was a lot of people that were just kind of searching for something like right. to communicate, right? During, yeah. And I mean, he was, there was no sports. He wasn't working really. I wasn't working. A lot of people weren't working. We're just, it was a DM. And it was, it just started a relationship that just was via text and then phone call and then met in person and hit it off and, have you know every once in a while i think i'm the drunk dial when he's it back east and you know because you know you're up in the morning because he I, <laughs> a lot of people's you know yeah you're I, up. I moved out west i was always i always tell people i'm up three hours behind you so if you're bored just call me right preferably not at six in the morning your time because it's only three in the morning here but yeah so we, we we've done a lot of those like just random talks and you know, he'll vent about something or I'll just tell him to go to bed. You know, just go to bed. Push your wife and go to sleep, please. I'll talk to you in the morning. You know, so it's funny. 
That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like his props though. I do. I, I think it's an interesting look, an interesting way of, of, of attacking that the, the game tonight because if you of the guys f- think, I mean, you know, and, and if bets, I mean, Tyler came in and said it too. And you, and you immediately went, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're getting eight to 10 targets. Yeah. I think you're live no matter what happens. I mean, you might fall short. Like, well, the Washington yardage. Yeah. The Washington injury is significant. So he's their six foot seven monster tight end. The big kid. He got hurt in the last game against Ohio state. Yeah. But so like stuck doesn't think he's going to, I mean, he's going to suit up, but he's not going to play much. Right. Which means that Bennett's not going to look for him. So Bennett's then going to go and look for Bowers. And so he's, he's just a matchup problem. I mean, it's, it's really hard to guard that guy. And I apologize. His, for his prop is only a four and a half receptions at, yes. min, at yeah. minus one Oh six. Yeah. Which way is one Oh six. Fair. Both of you. No, up or down over or under he means. over, over four and a half at minus one Oh six. Oh yeah. For Brock Bowers. Yeah. Okay. Receptions. Yeah. And I mean, because I think five is the number, Dave. Yeah, four or five. If they think he's going to get ten receptions, take it. No, he's not going there. Yeah, ten targets. He's not going to catch them all. But I think it's four or five. I think the number is right. I think that's perfect. I think he will get ten targets. So I lean towards the over to him get it. But I mean, I don't know. I think you're onto something with the longest reception, with him picking up a big play because. He's gone 26 and 32 the last two games for long receptions. Right. So you said 27 and a half? 20, the number? Uh, let me click refresh before I give it a juice. 27 and a half flat, minus 114 yeah. both so sides. So it's that's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's right in the middle of what uh, the two games were. Right. He's had a 73 yarder. He's had a 78 yarder this year. He's had a 33 yarder. Uh, the three games that were all pretty much walk in the park blowouts, Georgia tech, Kentucky and Mississippi state 15, six and 10 yards were the long, but Tennessee did a good job. The, 10 yards out of him, three receptions, 27 yards. That was the 27, 13 win at home for Georgia when Tennessee was number one in the country. So <laughs> Alex, Alex just came in the chat and said, DK took down Quentin Johnston. Wow. Just now. Well, I don't know if they took it down just now, but they took it down. Why? And PB's coming in with Bowers is over under where he's at, where he's looking is 68 and a half. Okay. So they're expecting the public to come in 14. So they've yeah. either already taken the bets or they're trying to stay ahead of the over bets that are coming. That are coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if they probably already be taking the bets, it's the just for the of. listeners that are going to be listening to this later or anyone that's in here still in the chat watching with us. You're your landscapers there. Is oh, hundred percent. Sorry. It's right outside. Okay. Yes. It's right outside. We got it. He'll, he'll be gone in like a minute. No, no, that's fine. We're going to have to come over and talk to this guy and say, listen, <laughs> on Mondays, you either got to come before 10 or afternoon. Break, change your schedule. Oh, Who knows? You know, well, yeah. whatever we got to do. Otherwise, because we're doing a show, stop <laughs> blowing the leaves right outside my window between 10 and noon on Mondays. You got to, whenever I see, work. I, I get the the ring doorbell alert, and I'm like, "Oh, here he comes! This is not good. This is just not." It's a, he's by himself today, which is which is beneficial because okay. when he has two, when he brings both, when it's two of the dudes, then it's really loud and it's like completely impossible. At least this is just like background noise, and he'll be gone in like 30 seconds. Right. So we'll we'll do that. All right. I, I just I just want to go back real quickly to this question that was posed because I had yep. three people send me DMs after last night because I got into it with someone talking back and forth, and saying that it was irresponsible of me 
to start having conversations. I What I said was this weekend was a bad weekend for those people who w- do not want the WWE conversation happening around the NFL. Oh. And like you can't say that you're giving, you just sound like a, a, like a degenerate gambler who's losing money and you're trying to blame somebody. No, I'm not trying to blame anybody. I'm trying to point out to the fact that the NFL and the refereeing that goes on in the NFL, it feels weird consistently <laughs> when you're watching teams that the NFL will benefit from bills, chiefs, Packers, when they're getting these calls consistently and it's happening time in time again, mm-hmm. and there's evidence to go back. You start looking at the calls and looking at the way the games are refereed. I know home field. I know Tom Brady got a ton of this. I get it. I'm a Patriot fan. You're going to say, Matt, the, the biggest problem was with Brady. Of course. <laughs> but I also wasn't involved in gambling to this level that I was oh, in 2001, okay. 03, 04, uh-huh. the Patriots, 07. Um, I was betting, but I wasn't, to, I wasn't watching every single football game and betting on the vast majority of them the way that I do now. Right. So now I'm, I'm more in tune to everyone. And watching Devontae Adams get knocked over on a fourth down call and have no no call, watching two kick returns in the game against the Bills, watching some of the calls in the Seattle game, which was with the Rams, which was nuts. And then the Packers game, and the Lions won. But there were some calls last night that were just like, wait, what exactly are you calling? You didn't it, even watch the Steelers and Browns, did you, yesterday? I watched enough of it to the point where I got a, uh, a DM from somebody who is a, a, a Browns fan who let's how, how far did they rant on this? It was as, as far of a rant. It was a, but a, 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 one of those lengthy rants from a Browns fan going through every single play that went against them that benefited the Steelers. It's are they wrong? No, there was, there was, yeah, see, there was is, questionable calls. Oh, my God. That's from a complete stranger? Complete stranger. That's the rant that I got All this right. morning. First and foremost, let, <laughs> let's get this straight. I'll, I'll take the glasses off for this so, so everybody's clear. One, Tyler, you can call me drunk or sober. It don't matter. You can call me anytime you want. If I'm not on a show, I usually answer the phone to the detriment of my wife and kids who <laughs> think I'm on the phone and do too much now. That's a different story. The NFL has had this problem for a long time. All the leagues have had this problem for a long time. Now the light is on it. This is now being talked about on the regular from people that are pretending to be gamblers or Mm -hmm. just doing content. Gamblers. And sports books and stuff been talking about this for years. I was listening to bookies complain about the referees and talk about conspiracy theories as a little kid, like 10 years old, when the Raiders started to get the calls instead of the Steelers, you know, when the dynasty started then. And then it was the the Niners could do no wrong with Joe Montana and all of this other stuff. So So you would subscribe to it then. It is what it is. The NBA stars get calls, okay? It is what it is. In baseball, some umps just call that outside strike for every pitcher that's even within six inches to a foot. Okay. It happens. I'm not saying it's league orchestrated. It's not. I know league executives. Yeah, no. But 
again, if you, this is what Tim Donaghy used to say. Nobody has to say anything. You just know. Well, I mean, we had Sean Patrick Griffin on. He wrote a book about it. Tom Don, Tim Don, he's full of shit. Sure. A lot of but it. but okay. on that, it may not be. You don't have to be, you don't have to be told what to do. There's a, there's a hint of truth in all of it. But the now that the light is shining on it, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are asking these questions. And if you're going to come with a DM like that to Matt or well, myself read, or read, people. You tell this here, Steeler fan. Here's what he says. Because, hey, Matt, longtime listener, BVB. Yep. Love your NFL rant today. Hate feeling like conspir- a conspiracy theorist, but it feels like the NFL is getting closer to WWE where outcomes are being determined by refs. Watching the Browns and Steelers yesterday was atrocious. I'm sure you can find these on Twitter if you haven't seen them, but there were multiple examples, including a non-fumble in the first quarter where the Steelers player took five steps, a phantom PI call that led to the Steelers' second touchdown, a no call on the intentional grounding right before halftime, a no call on Watson for, fa- for on a face mask, and a no call on the Steelers' classless CPR sack celebration at the end of the game. Not saying Watson played well or Stefanski called a good game where Nick Chubb only had 12 rushing attempts, but these calls and non-calls were game-changing. Felt like the NFL wanted Watson to lose and Tomlin to get the eighth uh, the ninth win to keep the winning season streak alive. Anyway, keep up the great work. Love you guys. I'll be a listener wherever you guys go. That's awesome. That's a w- actually well-written statement. I was going to say my rant was going to be, listen, if you're going to come with these DMS and things, break them up in paragraphs. That's usually <laughs> that, that like, it's just a long, all one shot. Like yeah, when fine. it hits, yeah. that's good. Um, but no, that was really well. That that's one of the best ones I ever heard. We've been calling it the WWE for years in the book. See, that's scary. You still book the games. You still book the games. That's why I'm attracted to, to props and smaller market betting. Why? Well, so were you because attracted the, to it yesterday game. with the contract incentives, Farah? Because everybody put out the contract incentive information. Yeah. You saw the guy for Cincinnati I catch the ball. And- <laughs> And start going like this, like, pay me, I'm going to make it. I, I, I'm just saying, like, the outcome of the game, the totals, whatever, like, those stuff, there's so much handle on it that there might be more influence, whereas, you know, there. Julio Jones gets five receptions or whatever. Like, it's just a smaller market. I'm just more attracted to that stuff because because of this exact same thing. I was watching a different game yesterday, but the Miami Jets game at the end of it, they just they just – torched oh. Flacco. They torched him. It, it was just BS. I'm just like, oh. dude, not intentional grounding. It's, it, it wasn't fair. So I, I sympathize with what these... What, what and you see it now, I think, and p would you agree that maybe not so much during the regular season, but this is the end of the season. The games, everything is more meaningful, right? It's going to determine you want to talk about a high beam spotlight on yesterday. It's not brighter during the season than the playoffs, but this is as close to it, right? There was a lot of bad calls yesterday. I mean, look, a lot of games. In, in the Patriots, just to make sure that I'm, I'm showing on both sides, the Patriots, when they picked off Josh Allen in the first half, they should have been flagged for going low on Josh Allen. They hit him below his knee. And there was no call. Like it was bizarre. It was like the referees just said, you know what? We're not working today. Like we're not we're not calling anything today, boys. Did do whatever you want. We're not calling anything today. Hold, hit guys low, 
pass interference holding in the in the secondary. We're just go ahead, guys. Free but for all. All is you. Is that is that is that better, worse, or indifferent to calling everything that game? At least it's consistent. You knew after the first quarter, you're like, fuck, these guys aren't calling nothing today. Let's go. Like, like at least as the player and as the coach, you can say to the guys, like, look, they're okay. So then why did they way. call why did they call seven flags in the fourth quarter then? <laughs> okay. Right. So well, that's how that's what's frustrating, right? Yeah. You don't call shit and you say on the sideline, you didn't call you've been having coffee and not even watching the fucking game for three quarters. Yep. Now you're calling a penalty every time. Where were you? Everything. Holding, pass interference, everything. Boom, boom, boom. Came out like crazy. Whole fourth quarter. It was like, where what the hell is going on? See, and I didn't see, I was switching between all the games and trying to focus. And yeah, there's a lot going on at the house. I didn't get to watch like the first session as much as I would have liked, but I saw um, uh, Hayward's sack of Watson (laughs) and they said, it's a penalty. I said, he grabbed him and threw him down, but he tackled him. Like threw him down. Can't do it. Can't throw him down. No flag. (laughs) So you go in, you can hold him, but you can't, you got to be careful. You got to lay him down down softly. Like the baby, baby you got to hold his head. You got to gently put him down. You got to make sure the head's supported. I recorded it and tweeted (laughs) it. It's just over 5,000 views. And I just was like, can somebody please tell me? Because I don't know what the fucking penalties are anymore. I don't know what the fucking rules are anymore. It was, Bad. it's, it's, it's very frustrating. So now with new people to gambling and their money being on this now, it's also opening up a whole nother spotlight that again, I mean, yes, we've been talking about this. I mean, literally I've heard this for 45 years. I remember being about six or seven years old, <laughs> listening to a guy that my dad knew and my uncle and all these people like bitching about the officials. And I was thinking, you know, I was still, I was playing sports by seven. I was playing baseball, football, and hockey. They're complaining about the referees. What are they saying? So it ain't going to stop. It ain't going to stop. Let me ask you this question. Cause I was toying around with this last night. What is the worst way to lose a bet? Because I'll make the case that losing the Jets plus four, losing on a last second lateral, that's pretty, is the worst way to lose a bet in all of sports betting. So, <laughs> full disclosure, the Dolphins kicked the field goal. Yep. I'm out. I left the house. I was watching everything. I run down. Closest book to my house is the Santa Fe. There's guys there that are uh, keep me in the game, so to say. They're they're okay. they're professionals. They are bad guys. They're my they're one of my bad guy crews. And I walk in and they go, "Do you believe the end of the fucking Jets game?" And I was like, "Well, no. Like it's they finished the field nine six, right?" He's like, "You didn't see it." I'm like, "No." And they replay it, and they go. That cost us about 75000 And I was like, uh, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, they fucking lateraled it back and then lateral and then fucking, they didn't even recover it. Went out of the end zone. It was about a $75,000 swing. The end of that game was obnoxious. 
It's the worst way in all of betting. I mean, it really I mean, is. Absolutely. It's worse than it's worse than a miss. I, I went through it last night. It, just it, cost, it, it didn't cost me a gram, but I would have won a grand because it was the last. Right, leg. it's a it swing. Was, it was the last. It's a dime a swing. Parlay. It was the last leg of a parlay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, a it's dime swing. If the Jets worse than it, missing, yeah. it's worse than missing a free throw at the end for a cover. Atrocious. Oh yeah. It's worse than missing an extra point at the end. Yeah. For either a cover or no doubt to go to overtime. It's worse than a walk-off home run. It's worse than losing in penalty kicks in soccer. It's worse than losing in a shootout in hockey. It's worse than losing in a buzzer beater in basketball. It's fucking worse than losing that two million that the guy lost on the course of the game. You can't handicap. You that's what they're doing to the end of NBA games. They're just throwing the ball around. But at least in the NBA, they're playing basketball, trying to put the ball in the rim, trying to put the ball in the basket. In the NFL. They're just trying to do something that's nearly impossible. And the further they go backwards, the more likely it is that, oh my gosh, this is going to result in a score at the end that they're not even going to kick the extra point for. (laughs) But the Patriots Raiders game got me. And then last night, Jets and the Dolphins, if it it didn't get me, thankfully, but if it got anybody else, I was like, that's the worst. Because they flashed 9-6 on the screen when they cut the game and they left, they flashed nine, six. And I went, wait, 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 that can't be nine, six. The ball went out of the end zone. What are they ruling there? Touchdown. Oh, and then I, and then I, they oh. came back and said safety. I'm like safety. It's like the line was four. At least it was a touchdown. I might even feel it's awful, but it's not as bad as a yeah. safety. Yeah. They don't even recover the football. Gets knocked oh. out of bounds. If it goes out at the one, you win your bet plus four covers. It's a one foot difference between which side of the pylon that football rolls out on. If it rolls out in the end zone, boom, safety, two points, you lose. It's I I can't think of many, many worse ways to lose. It's it's um the worst way to lose a bet in my mind is that way. If you guys had it in your chat, if you were involved either way, whether you won because of it or lost because of it, just put in the chat right now, see if we could get a couple. You know, flowing because it was Miami. It had that. That was the biggest CLV move of the week. They opened up the week as dogs. They closed as five point favorites at time. Wow. The guy, the game fell five after all of that and a crazy ending. It's supposed to finish nine six and be done. So, if you were involved in the game, put in there. Uh, you know that you were. Well, at speaking of that. CLV. I am currently in the midst of one of my better CLV runs mm. for the 49ers game against Seattle. Yep. So that number, and you got to explain to me what happened at FanDuel last night. So the game ends. We know it's going to be Seattle. Lions win, Packers lose. I'm on our Discord channel last night in betprep.com slash chat for right. now. Go join it now. We'll tell you where it's the new one's coming soon. Right. Stay tuned for that. But I told and there I, will be a new one. Just oh yeah, for the record. Yeah, just. I, I told every, I told everybody. Okay, I said, right. I said, hey, if you can't say it, I will. There's, we're gonna find you. Oh, you say right. it. No, absolutely. Right. Say no, it. No, I, I don't we just don't have the address trouble, yet. No, no, no. There's no trouble. We're good. Right. So, um, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I won't. Um, the the I didn't catch my tongue there. <laughs> All right, no, no, no. That's that's good. That's fine. We're close to saying whatever the fuck we want in a little while. Don't worry about it. So. I told everyone on our Discord channel, I was like, hey, whatever that open number is, whatever it's going to open at, take San Francisco. Niners are going to kill, kill Seattle. Okay. It's, it's going to be a, it opened at six. 
Six and a half at FanDuel. I was like, a little bit hammer, light. Hammer, a little bit light. <laughs> hammer the hell out of it. Under a touchdown was the first number? Six and a half. On the Discord channel, there were 200 people last night after the game on our Discord channel with me last night watching this. We all watched the number go literally in real time. Six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten in a span of probably 10 minutes. The number, the number goes from six and a half all the way to 10. So this is why being on the, on the Discord channel is important and why we well, we want you guys to be a part of it so we can share, share stuff like this whenever it's going to happen. It's rare, but it happens. And so we're all sitting at six and a half. Circa in Vegas books open. This is like, just said, fuck it. We're going 10. We're just opening up. We're going to let them go through it. What happens in a book, if you hit six and a half on a playoff game on the first playoff game on Saturday, and all you see is a waterfall of pro money that comes in on one side, or was it done intentionally to lay it that light to let their boys come in and drop bags on the limit for that? Yes, because that number is ridiculous. The answer to both questions is yes. <laughs> Okay, because we're on, we're on both the questions. I'm like, I'm like, this is, is a setup. Yes. It's a setup. I mean, that's a setup line. I mean, what, what are we doing? The Niners at home against Geno in the playoffs. They're two and zero straight up. They're two and zero ATS. Both games have gone under. I think Seattle scored twenty points in total in two games against this Niner defense. Yeah, Six and a half. Just, are you high? What are we doing? There's, I just went through the lines, line history of all the books here right? in Vegas. Every line opened 10 or 10 and a half, every single one. So either it was a wrong number, somebody's doing the numbers and they want to be first and be original and said, just put it under a touchdown. See what but happens. They all copied yeah. it. Fando went first and everybody copied it. All the European books copied it. They well, weren't the only ones. Book, there's not a book offshore that I follow that copied it. And there's not a book that is in Vegas that I know the guy still doing it, put it up. I just went through them all. I got FanDuel six and a half, DraftKings six and a half. (laughs) All these books went, they all, I mean, I don't know the other ones, but those are the two books. We were on the Discord channel and we all watched it. And somebody in that FanDuel risk room went, siren, like, like, wrong number, guys. Bet it, bet it, move it, bet it, move it. What what the hell? Like, it's it's funny because I don't have that. I have to go to a different site to see that line history. But um, sometimes you just put a wrong number up, you know. And it's Sunday night, a week before. At least you could, you know, the limits are lower. Yeah, that's why a lot of books keep the limits lower on the opening numbers because they're being molded as you speak. It's just like the the yeah. clay thing that you go to a ceramics class. The first number is very malleable. It's very mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. It's, it's, we got to get to the number. Now, the irony is that when you have true lifers or professionals or people that do it on the regular and it, you don't even have to be good at it. You see maybe less movement because you're already closer to the number. Now you're not for perfect. And for every good number that you put up, you put up one that you need to end up moving two, three, four points, whatever. Watch the totals. Every day in college basketball, watch a lot of the sides in the NBA. This is an NFL playoff game. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I get to 11 or 12. I, may, I might not. Oh, no. 
Oh, no, 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 no. This is it. This is going to stop. This number is going to sit in the all week. We're getting 10. 10 and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me. 10 and a half. You'll see a book bounce. Okay. Probably bounce back. If someone's like really going, shit, it's time. Go to 11. Go get us, go get us some Seattle money. Cause you're right. I mean, the thinking is that is two games, not close. This is the blowout. Is it not? I mean, well, no, I'm going to bet this is the blowout, but I'm going to bet Seattle. I got minus six and a half. I want 11. Okay. You get me 11. I'll bet it. And I'll go for a middle seven, eight, nine point win. Whitrock said, why did they only keep moving it a half a point? No, like it was as full quickly points. as it moved. Should it have been just moving at full points once you opened? Right. It was. Yeah, it was. Fan, Fandle was full points. Yeah. Six okay. and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half. There you go. And then they finally came back down to ten. <laughs> they got as high as ten and a half last night. Very fast. It's ironic, too, because like a lot of times it's either auto moving it. Like there's an auto moving software that. Okay runs these a lot of these books where if you take x move it a point if you take y move it a half point some of this software just moves it a point that's it take a bet move it a point take it a bet move it a point um yeah so all of a no sweat bet on both we're a lot closer to the number with this number okay i'm gonna try to get as high of a number as i can with seattle and hopefully have a seven point win for for san francisco and cover them both Really, your first thought is that it's too many points. You're, no, you like Seattle. My, no, my first thought is I don't want to sweat. I just want to click my husband, watch the game, and try for a middle. I have six and a half. I'll take eleven. My lay six and a half. Take eleven. And try to go for a ten point. Ah, uh, okay. I'm just. It was fun because you've taught me how to do this, and now I'm teaching the brigade how to do this. Right. And they all were howling, laughing last night, watching as they took the six and a half, and everyone was like, "Holy shit! It's seven, eight, nine, ten. They're watching this number run like you know a fish, you know, on a, with a fishing lure, and just taking off with it. And they're just like, eh, and you can reel it back in because they're sitting at a six and a half. And like, I'm just telling them like, guys, this is what I'm doing. You can keep the six and a half and just have the CLV value and ride it. Or you can just go and take the top of the market, whatever it gets to and take the plus and then hope for the falls in the middle. If San Francisco scores the first touchdown or first field goal, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to take over for like 14 and a half. Beautiful. Now that's a hell of a middle for an NFL playoff game. Yep. That's because you got the right numbers now in between. Yep. Seven, you only 10, get 14. really one key number if you're laying six and a half and taking 10 or 10 and a half. I mean, seven's huge, but mm-hmm. and eight's a little bit okay. But if you get between the seven and the 14, all good numbers, you're, you're that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. So take a bite of the grid for everybody. That was fun to do that. Sports grid. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into more football coming up for you guys who are live on Twitter and YouTube. Don't move. More to come here with B B B. All right. Uh Jags second game Saturday. Home dogs <laughs> to the Chargers. What the hell do you make of this game? This is the hardest game to bet on the weekend in my mind. I Absolutely think it is. 
it's hard because you can and the line reflects that right every other game is a a three you got one three and then you get the six and or two threes i'm sorry and a six and a half and then two big blowouts yeah just pick them or one and it's flipping yeah it's a really hard game to call i like home field I like the opportunistic. Here's what's here's the best bet of the game. The best bet of the game is Justin Herbert throw a pick. Best bet of the game. Jaguars are extremely opportunistic in the secondary. They have basically a pick a game. Wow. They are going to pick off Justin Herbert in the game. So that's if you want what I'm going to bet on that game, that's what I'm betting that Herbert gets picked off by this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Other than that, I'm really kind of lost because I need to see who's playing, who's healthy in the wide receiver core for the not for the Chargers. It's Herbert versus Lawrence. This, you know, whenever we've seen uh, Mahomes against Allen, these two guys get elevated. I think all week it's going to be Herbert versus Lawrence, and that's going to be the main conversation around this game. I think the easiest bet in this game is the under. Mm. This Chargers like don't dead under. I can't believe the totals higher than forty five. Chargers don't play many unders though, right? Yeah, but the Jags do. It's in Jacksonville, right? And um, let's see, Jaguars. The last time this they year, played, it went way over. The Jaguars. Yeah, you, you're right. Jaguars are five and two to the under at home this year, and on the road, the Chargers are five three and one to the under this year. Well, oh, I mean. Last three games for the Jaguars have gone under six and four over the last 10 for the Jaguars, seven, two and one over the last 10 for the Chargers under. Wow. Know. You, you could, you can look at it and go seven. This right. is the it, highest total since the home game against Dallas. That was 48. The game went over by 26 points. It was a 40, 34 final for Jacksonville. It's, just, it's the second highest total of the week. All right. I mean, the Giants in Minnesota is the highest total of the week. And this is the second highest total. And they may flip-flop positions. I I I Hmm. saw it last night. And again, I was with some I was with some serious people yesterday between a couple different stops. I was, you know, uh ended up at Westgate with like Tommy the Lip and Cincinnati Tom and um who else was there? Foghorn Leghorn wasn't there. Uh, I call him Foghorn Leghorn because he talks just like Foghorn Leghorn. It's got a, you know, I mean, this guy's bet 50,000 a game. Like, it's just like, it's nothing. Foghorn and, Leghorn. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we were debating the games before the numbers came out. We were all making our own numbers and stuff. Right. And I'll ask you this question because I asked them. All these games are rematches. We've already seen all of the games. It's the first time since 2009. Thank you to Moose and Keith this morning. I did their show and they gave me that stat. First time since 2009 where we've had all like rematches in a wild card round. Mm -hmm. Does this game, what happened in that first one? Because you remember we were doing the show and this was Mm -hmm. all the funny business with the line because Herbert wasn't going to play. Week three. Seven, went all the Mm -hmm. way down to three. And then he was going to play, and then he did play, and he stunk. He threw the picks, and Jacksonville killed them. Does that affect your handicap for this game? Nothing. Thank you. Not, even, not even a little bit. I said that that's what they asked. Me. I said that doesn't affect it at all. It was week Does, three. <laughs> like it was. It was another year ago. It was Literally. in September. It was, it was at the end of September yeah, of twenty twenty two. 
We're in 23. No, a zero handicap. Near zero. Not Does zero. any of the first games with these teams or these like divisional matchups like Baltimore and Cincinnati, this is round three. Does does anything that happened in the previous game or games affect your handicap for this game? Um, I will say this. The um, most of these big re- like Dallas and Tampa was week one. Like you, it's nothing like, like you can't, that's not a, it must no. be a different season, yeah. but the Ravens last week playing the same team, the next week, the rematch happening for a third time, but they just played. It puts a lot of pressure. I think on the offensive minds for the Bengals to create new plays and new matchups to get their guys in the right spot. I think it's a huge benefit for the Baltimore coaching staff to see that offense in back-to-back weeks. So that rematch would, that does factor into my handicap, but that's the only one. They literally just played. I think we get caught up in it so easily. Mm -hmm. Um, Both as, both as content people and as betters. Um, I mean, Seattle, San Fran, though. I mean, Seattle and San Francisco, I think it's just a straight mismatch of talent. It's just, it's just, uh, listen, there's, you know, you're a fight guy. I'm a fight guy. I love, there's just certain guys you can't beat. There's just certain matchups that are just bad. Seattle ain't beating San Francisco unless San Francisco has their worst day ever and Gino has his career game. I think Brock Purdy, I, I called it last night. I think Brock Purdy is winning it all. Yeah, I saw that. People start coming at you and like that. That's that's good. I mean, you say I what you know. said. That's that's fine. Just, um, I think Brock Purdy is winning it all. I, th- I think that is the most complete football team. It's been the most complete football team all year. Uh, and you have a game managing quarterback that is not going to be wowed by the bright lights. I love his roots. I love his football background. I love the fact that the kid doesn't get too high. Right. I mean, Matt, Matt Campbell could not say enough amazing things for the person that Brock Purdy is. Forget right. about Brock Purdy, the quarterback, what he meant to Iowa State's program and how he played and the way that he played as a, as a person that he's stepping right in. And I don't think they go back to Garoppolo. I think that's a bunch of smoke screens. And I think for the playoff me, game. That, yeah. That, that, that they're he saying put it out that they would even consider that. He almost could have played week 18. They thought about Garoppolo potentially being activated to play week 18. Why would Jimmy even want to right now? Fair. I wow, know it's why. It's a player. He but, yeah. wants to play for the next job and all that other yeah. stuff. Listen, man. Sometimes oh, it's so hard to say you're going to get another opportunity. I right. used to tell kids that I was coaching. You're not playing right now because they're better than you. But there, you will get another opportunity to play. When? That's the problem. When you're better in practice. Well, I oh. am better in practice right now. Right. Yeah, but but they're hitting 400. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I where we keep winning, I can't change you right now. Winning streaks, winning solves everything, right? Winning hides a lot of problems for your personal life when things are going good and everybody. How about the Lamar? How about the Lamar thing? That, that, I, mean, that's a, I mean, how many, how much did Lamar Jackson cover up with the Ravens problems? Oof. Yes, I agree. It does win. <laughs> Winning covers up a lot. It can it can cover up your your, your a lot of your you know issues. Mm. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right, we, we can skip the Sunday, Monday. We'll go. We have all week, so we'll get to them uh, right. later on in, in, right. in the week here. Yep. Uh, let's go to Nuggets and the Lakers tonight. Okay. Ten point number. Ten point number. Uh, this is a little heavy, is it not? It's like a trick. It's just like I, a trick or it is a trick. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's 11 right now. Oh, my gosh. It's 11. Somebody ain't playing. Something's up. Something's up. LeBron, is he it's, out again? I was looking for all the purple stuff I could find to because all the road to the Super Bowl goes through Phoenix. So that's why I was right. wearing the sun stuff. But okay. I found this one. This is my Denver Rockets. What? ABA Denver Rockets t-shirt. Look at that logo. It's amazing. The, it's It looks, looks like, like a, a kindergartner a, drew it. Looks like a possessed Crayola crayon. Exactly. Denver Rockets, right? That's yeah. that's what I'm wearing today. And I looked at the board, and I'm like, oh, Denver's playing. So I, can't, I didn't get the Nuggets hat because it doesn't really match. But okay. Nuggets is the play. Nuggets is the play. play. Yes. Yes. This is a blowout. Westbrook's probable. LeBron's probable. Bradshaw, Tim Bradshaw, not Terry Bradshaw. Tim Bradshaw in the chat says Denver first quarter and first half. Play that. Okay. That's not horrible. But yeah. 11, 10, 11 points. My goodness, that's heavy. Speaking of heavy, Celtics are laying eight and a half points tonight against the Bulls. This seems heavy. What? <laughs> like, what are we doing? I know Boston's at home, but I mean, I mean, what? Like, this seems... I don't understand um, this number either. No, I didn't really pay attention to the NBA Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did the Celtics win or lose their last game? Um, the, the Boston spread. Celtics against the spread uh, did not cover against San Antonio. They beat, they, they won a four, okay. four game road trip, went two and two. This oh. is the first game off the four game yeah. road trip. They beat Dallas by 29, lost to OKC by 33, lost to Denver by 12. Beat the Spurs by five. Yeah, I said I was Saturday. I was Saturday, with, right? I was with Flat Hat. I was with Flat Hat Tony and Falkord Leghorn. That's where I was <laughs> on Saturday. I was with those guys. I saw Richie B, Chrissy, Vinny, and all those guys. And my man, Flat Hat Tony, had a middle on the Celtics. Oh, from six and a half to fifteen and a half. Didn't cover either one. And it fell five. He was yep. steaming. He had to get up. He was like, <laughs> how much more can I do? I said, that's a almost a 10-point middle in an NBA game where you 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 got it in the middle of the closing line. Um, first game back off of, uh, what'd you say, two and two straight up? Yep. Road trip? Yep. And three straight wins for Chicago, beating Utah, Philly, and Brooklyn including snapping that 12-game winning streak of the Nets. I mean, it just screams bulls to me. But Marcus Smart's not playing, by the way. Oh. Smart's out for Boston. I don't get this line. This number doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, what would make sense to you? Six and a half? Less. Well, you just want to play Boston. then. Now you want me to put up a number so you can (laughs) play it. I see what you're doing here. I mean, look it. It was. I got to make the Celtics a six and a half point favorite. Seven's the key number for the Clippers. I mean, for were, they were seven and a half point favorites against the Clippers. They were five and a half point home favorites against the Bucks. They were nine and a half against Indiana, 10 and a half and 13 against Orlando. I mean, Boston at home, ATS is only 12 and eight this year. 
So, and they're one in four over the last five or four and six over the last 10 Chicago's 10, nine and one ATS bulls plus eight and a half is the play in my it's, mind. It's too high. It's, it's too, too high. high. Bucks, Knicks, Milwaukee the on the road at the game? Knicks laying one. What do you do with this game? This and feels the, like the biggest sucker play today to play the Bucks. <laughs> no, uh, Knicks have been good. I agree. I mean, it's it's not uh, at home this year. They are wow, they're bad. They're seven eleven and two ATS, but the Bucks on the road are six ten and two ATS. Just look at the records and stuff. Look at the, the this is this is the joke. This buck should be minus three and a half, right? It's pick. It's solid pick. I don't know. The Knicks have won four it's games just, in a row straight up. Yeah. They beat Houston, Phoenix, San Antonio, Toronto. Knicks are one, by the way. I just hit refresh on my odd screen. Knicks oh, are flipped. Oh, all right. Knicks now it's Knicks being favored. The Knicks are okay. in play. Minus one. I know I'm getting one and oh. And the books aren't setting you up. The books just put up the number. There's no trap. There's no any of that other shit. Yeah. They just put it up and people bet it with bags. They take the Knicks and they'll probably bet it with bags and take the bucks. SoCal's in there explaining to everybody how this works. This is how it works. Better to book it time. Let's go. Speaking of SoCal DJ, he uncovered an interesting nugget. It's a two year old trend. Okay. Oh. Get ready for this. By the way, Chef Benny yeah. just put in the chat, Damar. Hamlet just released from the hospital. Awesome. I mean, you want amazing. to talk about good news. Just amazing. Guys, like released from the hospital one week to the day, almost to the hour that he, you know, eight Man. hours later from now, he, he yeah. collapsed. Um, can he brought back the life. Can he fly or do the drive back to, to Buffalo? I wonder. The heart ailment. Can you fly? No, I couldn't for six months. So he probably he probably has to. I I, yeah. I, I could. I, they told me you don't go nowhere for six months. Just so to be he, sure. he has to. He's going to have to drive back to Buffalo. You know he'll deal. He'll deal with it, but obviously, but dude, I'd ride a bike back. To <laughs> yeah, walk. Right. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, kidding I'm, me? We'll tell I'm you. That's yeah, all right. We're going. We'll go slow. Hopefully, he's driving right through Pittsburgh. It's from Cincinnati. Oh, right. He's from Pittsburgh. Go home and see everybody. Yeah, see, yeah I'm yeah. okay. Oh, I got goosebumps. Give him a give him a parade in downtown Pittsburgh. Whoa! So here's the trend: in games where the home team is coming off of a road game in Las Vegas, the over is 22 and four over the last two seasons. 84.6 percent. Okay, so say that again. The the team goes home after playing here. The game goes. So the Kings were here. In Vegas against the Knights. And now they're home. When they go home after playing a game in Vegas, they go home to the next game. That game goes over 22 and four? 22 and four. Over. It's only minus 115. And the Oilers are the opponent who are seven and three to the over over the last 10 games on the road. And are an over machine period. Period. In home road. Yes. Yeah. Last night was minus 115. Tonight, today, circus got it under six and a half is under minus one fifteen right now. Wow, Fanduel is up to one twenty on the over. On the over, <laughs> so we have a They're, big dispute here as to what should be favored over or under. Wow. on that, mm, a couple of the more short places are over minus a quarter. Oh, 
there's a big dispute market right now in this. This is interesting. Wow. Okay. Huh. So the like over. Betfred's at same price, minus 115 to the over. So you have Betfred minus 115, FanDuel at minus 120, and Circa's at what? Minus 120 to the under? Minus 115 to the under. 115 to the so under. Minus, okay. 150, minus 105 to the so under. So they're market off. They're the low. So if you like the over, go better to Circa and get a better price. Correct. At Circa and go do that. Yes, so yes, yes. yes. On, on that. So we're betting this? Yes? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Better and then, we'll get, yes, we'll bet it. We'll bet it. Laying minus 12 and a half, Georgia tonight against TCU. I really, I'm, I'm like Stucky, man. And I, I don't love the side. I mean, sometimes the number's just right. Like, I don't know what to do. This number's not right. In either way. 14's right. 13's not right. 14's the number. Two touchdowns. This is a dead number. Yeah, I think I think if I forced to play a side here, I would bet this with you. I'd bet I'd bet the I'd bet that Georgia wins and covers. But what a story it would be for TCU, wouldn't I it? I hope I'm wrong. I, I've said it before. This I, would I, be I went 0-2. Awesome. But here's the thing. Don't cover and lose. I'm gonna cover. <laughs> win the fucking thing. Okay. 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 All right. All right. The, don't, don't be so, fucking around here. So, and, 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 so and if they're driving, bullshit. Okay, none of this so, bull- cover bullshit. So, You're going to so cover this number, win the whole fucking thing. All right. Period. Georgia minus, if they're winning by three, 30 to 27 late, and they're driving to win by 10, you're going to be mad, aren't you? Georgia? Yeah. Yes. Win and don't cover. You're steaming. Furious. Furious over it. Absolutely. Because the money line is so expensive that you just can't get involved with it. Which so, is right. Which is my, exactly minus 500. So it's, it's, it's like a boxing fight. You just take the dog for the hell of it, right? I mean, here's here's a question for you. Is it worth the hedge to just throw a quarter unit on TCU money line? If, I'm, if I got a unit committed to Georgia minus 12 and a half, just put the Georgia plus 375. No, you can lose both then. What are you doing? <laughs> No, yep. if I'm the book, I want you to do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, don't do that. Just if I'm the book, I can't questions. wait. To, I'm going to get you a promo code. I'm going to get you a limo. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, come into my place and watch it too. Please. You might do some shit like that in game. But no, don't lay the points on the favorite and take the money line on the dog. Now yeah. I have a middle. Right. Right? <laughs> I have Georgia 1 through 12. I'm hoping you lose that- both. I'm just hoping at some point during the game that if I can get, you know, I don't know, if TCU goes up by 14 points or something and I'm able to come back and just figure out. No, something. If you think that TCU is going to even start like keeping this close or mm-hmm. have a lead at any point in the game, just wait because the danger in not laying 12 and a half is that you may not be able to lay less than 16 and a half the whole game. <laughs> I agree. It's going to go. If Georgia takes the opening kickoff down and scores, this closes at 12 and a half or 13. I think it's closing higher. I mean, so how do you feel about now? I agree. How do you feel about Georgia minus seven and a half in the first half? That was the other option. I feel better about that. Because TCU is a second half monster. They're come from behind team. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I will be involved with the first half as well. I feel better about that. But yeah, Yeah. if you agree. If Georgia scores first, this closes 13, 13 and a half. We got to go right to either 16 and a half or 17 and a half. We got to jump wow. it, right? Okay. Unless TCU gets it back square, tied, 
to go back to the original number, it ain't going back to the original number. If they're trailing, it's not going below 14 and a half. That's just the way I would, I mean, that's the way we would move it. I know what the algorithm is going to do. I know what they're doing because the potential for the blow up becomes more Mm. if they don't get it back to even, you know, square, even. This should be the last time they go to SoFi Stadium, by the way. It's one, they canceled tailgating. So you can't tailgate, but two, it's too far away. It's in a market that really doesn't care about college football all that much. At all. It's a Pacific Coast time game in a weird stadium. The weather sucks. It's 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 not well, they nice. Didn't know the weather was going right, to suck. Right, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's just the last time they should go. To, I mean, they shouldn't be going there anymore. Like it's just not. Keep it on the East Coast or keep it in the South of the Midwest. Keep it in markets that actually really care. Here, if, if you want to go to the West, come here. Come to Vegas. Midwesterners love coming here. That's true. They do. So, do it because they're all bitching about everything. I've I've seen it on Twitter like crazy. The, the, the prices, gas prices, rental car prices, hotel prices, everything. They're just, they're irate. They can't tailgate. They're irate about that. It's just the whole experience right now is just being totally pissed on by everybody going there. They're very mad about this whole thing. Wow. So the, the ESPN update said DeMar's out of the hospital and has returned to Buffalo already. So they got him on a plane. So to go, you're good. Maybe they flew a medical plane. Maybe they, if they put them on an actual plane, oh, they can, maybe. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. monitor them. Case or something, right? Yeah. They special, they, they found a special plane, airlifted them back home. Wow. Or helicopter, I guess. I mean, how far Cincinnati from Buffalo is how far? Like an hour flight, two hour flight? Probably hour plus small. So I wonder hour if you could 20. do it. I wonder if you could Somebody do it by chat. Hel- find out how long that's that flight is since he did so, Buffalo. I mean, you flew. I mean, I know helicopters like twice as long, but if it's an hour twenty flight, maybe it's two and a half hour helicopter ride. Med flight them back oh. to Buffalo. You could well, do I that. Want, I don't want helicopter flight. That that's too no. <laughs> it's too long. I, a helicopter <laughs> flight. Whenever I'm actually ever going to do it, it got to be yeah. short. It's too much. I can see. I don't want all that. Yeah. So all right. Favorite thing about today is what. Um, real quick. So over the weekend, um, I don't, I got a lot of jobs in this house. Apparently I don't have enough, but I don't check the mail. Oh, uh, that's grandma's job. So every once okay. in a while I just get told that, Hey, you got something in the mail and then they put it somewhere that I don't find it. So over the weekend, I found a piece of mail that, um, I opened up and I found this inside. This is a classic tile Willie Stargell Willie Stargell card from 1981 Donruss it's from a place called classic court tiles right here that's what it's so from that's not a card that's a tile it's an actual tile that I can you know put in your almost like a tile. coaster or something wow. it feels like a coaster like this is what it feels like so really cool little square Willie Stargell one of my um, all time favorite players as a kid growing up so could Cogger you do like a bathroom and when you're tiling yes. the bathroom, you could most, put, yes, you probably could. Do that, that would yes. be a really cool bathroom. Yes. So, um, and I, so I got this from Todd Bromelkamp. Oh, a thank you for doing all of this stuff that we're doing. Very so cool. Bromelkamp, you know, he had, he reached out and said, I, I just want to send you something for the holidays and I missed yeah. all this. Other I haven't stuff checked my Bromelkamp. I haven't checked my mail in literally Two weeks. This so. is why I'm telling you. 
This is <laughs> why I'm telling you on the show. <laughs> I haven't checked my mail in two I, weeks. And I haven't done it since I've been back from Boston. I haven't checked my mail yet. This is Sorry. what happens. <laughs> this is this. I'm not calling you out. Sorry. We've both been very, very busy. We both have a lot of shit that we have to iron out and take care of, which yep. we will. Um, but this was in the mail and nobody it's told very me. Very cool. And I opened it up last night as I was trying to, you know, I was out with Stucky. I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> the man smokes lung darts, like he says, but I don't think he smokes them. I think he just holds them for advertisement. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And at one point I told him, what side are you going to fucking smoke on? Because I got to be on the other side because my eyes are killing me. I want to sit and talk to you, but I can't. So I got home and I opened this up and I wanted to say thank you, Todd, on the air. But I wanted to re- it's a really cool thing. And now, I mean, I love the hats. I love the gear. Yeah. You see these shirts. I got to start collecting tiles. I'm going to need a place to live. I oh, just no. like it. I'm going to leave it at that. Bad news for you, Penn State fans. Thank you, Zach the Hat. Blake Quorum announces he's going back to school. He will not enter the NFL draft. <laughs> I mean, is, is his stock not high enough? Like, what the... what? I, I, they told crazy. him, supposedly, supposedly they told him that it doesn't matter when you come out. You're, you're going to be a second or third round pick no matter what. So... If he was going to be told you're a first round pick, he'd come out, but they told him you're not going to be a first round pick. So he's like, okay, I'll go back to college. I like being the big man. Remember the num the amount of money you make through these name and likeness deals. <laughs> it's you go back to a place like Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you're the big man on campus. You can make a lot of money. You don't need to go to the NFL See, draft. This is true. That's true. So you can make a half million million dollars. Why rush? You don't have to, you can go back. Cause he's not going to be, he's never going to be a bigger, it's not going to be going to be, unless he turns into like a Derrick Henry type running back, you're not going to have an entire fan base in the palm of your hand ever again, right. the way that he will right, right now at right. Michigan, right? Every car dealership, every, anyone doing business in Ann Arbor or Detroit is going to want to, you know, partner up with Blake Corum. He could win the Heisman next year. He could. So do you think, I mean, obviously does that, cause there's, recruiting violation possibilities going on at Michigan and fucking Harbaugh's being talked about going to a different, to go into the NFL. Obviously he don't care about either one. Yeah. I think it's nonsense. I think he's staying, they're going after them for COVID violations of watching film and illegal contact during COVID. Like it's a slap on the wrist. It's not, Uh, okay. I don't think it's anything. It it, it sounds like it's, Oh my gosh, recruiting violations, but it really, I don't think it's anything to worry some with, they might lose scholarships or Harbaugh might sit two or three games. Like, Oh no, he can't coach the Kent state game <laughs> or he can't coach like a Mac game, right. but he'll be, it's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So on that, by the way, um, I also wanted to shout out Andy yeah. and Ashley um, from Wisconsin. They were here Ooh. for the weekend and watching a Packer game. I ran into nice. them and um, Ashley, thanks for letting Andy watch the show and be a part of the show. I know sometimes it's annoying, but he's a big fan and he yeah. watches. Todd, it. if you're watching the show still, yes, I'm good to go for your show today. He just texted. Me oh, good. Saying, okay. Good to, yes. I'm good to go for tonight. Uh, my favorite thing about today is, have you ever heard of a thing called half bake harvest? Nope. All right. So my mom and I cook together. It's like the, it's the, the one thing that she, I, my mom didn't give me a ton, but she gave me cooking. My okay. grandfather started my mother, my grandfather, my, my mother, the three of us all, we, 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 we all cook. So my social media basically like is all recipes. It's all just 
I do food TikTok. I do food Instagram. Like it's just kind mm. of for sort of what I do. My mother is obsessed with this woman who is like a 35 year old blogger turned author. She goes by half baked harvest. My mom has her cookbooks. My mother watches her stuff religiously. My mother sends me her recipes, everything else. Whenever I make a recipe for half-baked harvest on Instagram, I'll take a picture of the recipe and I'll tag half-baked harvest. Okay. My mother has sent emails, has tagged this woman in all these different things. And Uh the woman has never responded to my mother. Not once. Every single time I tag this woman, she responds to me instantaneously. Hope it was great. Hope you enjoyed it. I've got a running thread dating back to 2018 between me and this woman whenever I make a half-baked harvest. So last night, I made a half-baked harvest dinner from from Adeline and myself. Tagged the woman. (laughs) Tagged half-baked harvest. Got a, re- got a response back about 10 minutes later. Hopefully it was yeah. great. Hopefully you enjoyed the meal. It's a really great fall recipe that you're, or winter recipe yeah. that you made. Yeah. Whenever I tell my mother this, she goes, she gets crazy. spitting mad. Incensed. <laughs> she gets so Incensed. pissed off. My favorite thing about today is going to be the conversation I'm going to have with my mom in about two hours when I say, hey, by the way, Half-Baked Harvest responded to the recipe that I made last night. And she's going to say, I don't, understand I what do. i have to do <laughs> I, I i understand it very what? clearly what one you have more followers than mama Fine. true two half bait she she wants a shot at the title <laughs> she's married into in, into the i'm Midwest. just saying <laughs> i'm not saying but i'm awesome. saying I think it's the funniest. It's my favorite thing about today. I cannot absolutely wait till I talk to my mother today. And she's just going to be like, you son of a, she gets so aggravated. Oh, oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the, it's the best. You know Uh, what happened yesterday? Talking about somebody responding to something. Merges, John Merges, good friend of the show. Hmm. We're going to have him on here. Congrats on the year. He bet well football this year. He had a good season. He's doing good. He's down in Florida, but we're good friends. He tweeted something yesterday about a racehorse and Sean O. Yep. The golf pro, who yep. Alvarez, who's been on, was checking on it and all this other stuff. There was a horse named Bo Derrick running okay. in a race. Like the actress? The name of the horse was Bo Derrick. Bo, B-O-D-E-R-E-K. Bo Derrick. Okay. John Merges replied to, um, well, actually, Bo Derrick retweeted the, the entry. Somebody posted it. Okay. And Bo Derek replied with the entry, picture of the entry. I guess I'm running in the seventh at golf stream today <laughs> or something. Right? <laughs> so merges underneath that put has to be a beautiful horse. Oh. She quote tweeted him. There you go. He sent me a text and said, I think my heart stopped with the picture of the quote tweet. And I went, oh, my God, that's Bo Derek. The Bo Derek. For those of you who are young, Bo Derek was sort of like the, what, how do you compare it to today's, Um, to who's, who is she today? Pamela Anderson of the. No, let's see. You're dating yourself again. Um, Of today's day, today. Pamela Anderson before Pamela Anderson. Today, she's who? I don't know. So I think about who. Is there Kim, one iconic one today? 
not really. The internet has totally destroyed ruined everything. It's ruined everything. We're no longer. There used to be like one or two it females, and now it's just like here is a thousand whenever you want them. Um, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but she too was much the, too often. You know the the ten movie and her jogging and running. I would say like Margot Robbie. I, I would probably say that would be the oh. comparison to that today. Okay. Bo Derek is Margot. Margot Robbie is Bo Derek. Kids, yeah. Google it. Bo Derek. She of the seventies. Yeah, she texted. Or, or tweeted, tweeted, Merges. Merges is 59. He said, I can't believe it. And his daughter, who's 30, was like, He's 66. Wow. Going at him. Like, what's the big deal? He said, It's Bo Derek. <laughs> it was great. She looks good. Wow. She looks great. For 66, she looks great. Great. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Oh, Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Brother Dan no. said in the chat, Maybe. Kate Upton. Modern we're still, we're, st- we're still showing our, we're still showing our age. Kate, right. Upton, Kate Upton hasn't been relevant for probably 10 years in terms of on that level, yeah, on the, on mean, the sex symbol level. Like the way it picture is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a blonde bombshell. I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, we'll do All more right. on football tomorrow. Everybody stay with us. Hit like, hit subscribe. We'll tell you Please. all some new stuff happening Please. in the next couple of days about what's going on with us, but we appreciate your support and being here. He is Dave. I am Matt. We're back tomorrow for our Tuesdays. B, B, B.